Yo, BMX in our blood listeners. This is Chad Powers of Powers Bike Shop. PowersBikeShop.com. Today's episode is going to feature the one and only Clint Reynolds. Just like the other podcast, just go to our Instagram, Powers Bike Shop, like the picture, and tag a friend in the comments below of the BMX In Our Blood interview picture of Clint Reynolds. And we're going to give away an S&M Credence turtleneck stem in the limited edition camo color. You can check out our website for more Credence goodies, www.powersbikeshop.com. We stock everything from S&M in stock, in store, and online. But we'll see how you pick up. We check can go. one, check two, check three. No, actually, you're supposed to say, <laughs> you're supposed to say, Sha. Yeah. Dear noise. Dear noise. <laughs> We're getting you. It's good. Some, my my voice is really deep, so I often inadvertently kind of overpower things. So I'm gonna leave that like. <clears throat> Clint, thank you, thank you for making this happen. This is great. I'm with Clint Reynolds. Welcome to BMX in Our Blood. Uh, this is great. It's been hard to schedule because you have a yeah. busy. I don't know. What do you describe your schedule as? Because it's um, a little bit of everything. Well, the past couple months have been definitely the craziest uh, months of my life. So, or this whole year has been just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been. You asked me to do this podcast a while ago, and uh, I'm glad we're finally getting a chance to meet up and do this thing. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And you're so close to where I work, since I work in New York, but I live in Connecticut. I'm just like, man, not only is Clint a great guy, but I'm so close to you. It's like, I got to get this done. But there's never a rush. Yeah. It's just a, like, okay, you know, when's the timing good, obviously, for you with the with the new baby? Congratulations to you and Jamie with uh, Georgie. Yep. Georgia. Georgia James Reynolds. There you go. Nice. Wait, yeah. was that for Nutter? Did you throw James in there for Nutter? Um, <laughs> if you do, you want to do, do you want to think that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Nutter. We did not give her name after you, but uh, Jamie's grandfather's mm-hmm. name was uh, James. So oh, got it. Um, and and then, then my dad's name is George. So it's kind of like oh, a little, that's where. Okay, that's little, where the George uh, comes from. Shout out to the. Are like elders, yeah. I guess, so. That's cool. I think that's a great way to do it. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So on that subject, how are your parents doing? Oh, the parents—they are doing a lot better now. Um, yeah, their house burned down a little while ago, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. My dad built this house like uh, right when I was born in New Hampshire and uh, ended up burning down. He's welding on like some Jeep in a barn and uh, 
the Jeep caught on fire, and he he didn't really notice it until like it was too late, and that um, the Jeep was up on a lift, oh. and uh, like fully engulfed in flames, Ooh. and um, it's like a big pine wood barn, and uh, like a pole barn. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but that caught like yeah. instantly too. So, yeah. um, and he ran inside, grabbed my mom. And by the time they came out, the whole barn's just like roasting and it's attached to the house. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was gnarly. It was, it was crazy. Um, yeah. but, uh, and the cra- the crazy part about it was that um my dad was like pretty certain that uh the house wasn't covered for fire because he was running a a welding business out of the house and uh it was like pretty shitty for yeah. like a second because until they could iron that out like, it, it yeah was but they did well. get um they ended up getting um, the house covered by their insurance, which was like basically a miracle. I think um, we got like a private insurance adjuster mm-hmm. dude, and he uh, he killed it. He really crushed it. I think if we didn't get him, uh, they would have been basically got nothing for the house. Um, right. So yeah, that's crazy. So this crazy. is the house that. Um, well, first of all, do you have siblings? No, I'm an only child. Okay. So to have that that house go that you grew up in had to have been difficult. Plus, I would imagine this, this I think, would be anyone's greatest fear is, like, well, first of all, make sure everyone gets out and so you lose the house and, and hopefully, no, you know, no one gets hurt. Um, but after you're through with that, do you? Did you start to think about what you may have lost that was there that was important to your parents, maybe something ancestral <laughs> on their end? Yeah. And then you they, as, uh, as their kid? Well, we lost a bunch of photos and stuff. and um, But my parents didn't really have anything, honestly, too much of like value that they were like cherishing. So that was just like... Um, it was like whatever they were uh mm-hmm. it was more like a financial thing where I was like Yeah. Well like where are they gonna live? And um my dad's like working as like a welder, doing like odd jobs here and there and um it was stressful. It was probably the most stressful time of my life for sure. Wow. And um but somehow they got uh, the house covered and the GoFundMe. Um, thanks everybody who supported that. Um, that really helped out. Um, they had four customer too. cars. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, at the house, I got oh, no. totally roasted. Like, and that was. Oh, were they like, that wasn't covered by the insurance either. So were they classic cars or? Um, there's a couple like. like there's one like vintage Mercedes my dad was like restoring. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, do whatever you need to do during the interview. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. If you've got to stop or whatever, just. So yeah, on top of the 
like cost of the house the like four people's cars got like roasted which is like a big expense yeah and then my dad's business and all his tools um that was like a total loss so right um so but they're doing pretty good um yeah not trying to bum anybody out with the podcast here but (laughs) it's like But, but they are doing a lot better um but there is another it's kind of a bummer like my dad he uh from just working at the house and like cleaning up all the burnt like garbage mm-hmm. and like whatever debris um he got a lung infection and uh he was actually in a coma for 9 days recently just yeah just a couple of weeks ago wow so uh my god yeah, that's when, um, yeah, I was going to go to that high air mm-hmm. thing at Posh, but I was like, I got to go, yeah, go yeah. visit my family. So, right. Um, right. But he's actually doing, yeah, he got some crazy lung infection. And um, I'm pretty certain it's just from breathing all the particles from the house, yeah. from the fire, and then, like, them cleaning it up, too. So, but now he's like, he was under for nine days with a breathing tube, oh and, uh, you know, he just got, but he's back now, and mm-hmm. he's just super, super weak, which is so weird, because he was, like, strong and healthy mm-hmm. when he went into the hospital, and then all of a sudden, he's, like, he can't really walk, or, like, it's, it's just so weird, but he's actually walking now, yeah, and, uh, making progress like every day he's like a little bit stronger so yeah um, but he lost like 30 pounds wow and he like, wasn't a big guy right? he wasn't like i wouldn't say he's like a big guy right so, right um but i just visited him then like the other day and uh it's good to see him and hang out and um mm-hmm. they're getting ready uh once he's healthy again they want to do like a big um, they bought this camper, mm-hmm. and they're going to do, like, a long, extended road trip um, for, like, a while around the country uh-huh. and uh, kind of figure out their next moves. Oh, so, so nothing's being built yet in that spot. Yeah, they don't know if they're going to just, uh, this would be if they, because nothing's really tying them down to New Hampshire. Sure. And um, it's just super cold in the winter, and they're kind of just over that. Mm-hmm. And um, no so other relatives went, up there. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, they got um, in in Boston. My dad's got a couple sisters. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see them. But um, I think they'd like to be closer to us mm-hmm. and uh, see their little granddaughter. That's definitely exciting. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. So if they. Road tripping is a great idea because that'll give them a little time to figure out what they want to do, where they want to be. Yeah, totally. It's just been, uh, I think uh, there's, I don't know, so many things have just been happening mm-hmm. up there, and uh, I think it'll just be good for them and just, just like get away from the house or what's left of the house, and just uh, enjoy themselves a little and my dad to get healthy again and um yeah figure out their next moves so 
But, well, um, yeah. First of all, that's you're not bumming anyone out. I mean, yeah. so many of us, whether we know you directly or not, mm-hmm. uh, we're all about helping out. Um, and I, I always do. I like when those things come up. You just anyone pulls out wherever they can, and I, I think, uh, I think it's important. And it's, and <clears throat> it, I know people appreciate hearing where where things are at because they obviously care about you and your family. So yeah. So yeah, not yeah, bumming anyone out. It's it sounds like he's doing okay, and your mom's doing okay. It's, yeah, they're they're troopers. They're like, he's gonna be fine. Just yeah. visited him, and uh, like that GoFundMe thing, mm-hmm. and um, it's almost turned into like a positive thing because they're like ready to, they're ready to like make a move and mm-hmm. make some changes. So this is just kind of like a kick in the pants. Yeah. Besides, it was like. Well, my dad got sick, and that that sucked. But uh, right, um, he is gonna be fine, and mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, it's all good. So that's awesome. Uh, can't ask for more than that. So, how old is your dad? He's, and your mom, because I'm gonna yeah, ask you like, that as well. Uh, I want to say he's like sixty-two, sixty-two, okay. and my mom's just a little bit younger, so she's like mm-hmm. sixty. Got it. So, yeah, so he's but they're still both pretty healthy. Like, well, not my dad. He sure. was like, right. ride his bike like every day and uh, uh, really Did active he? guy. Oh, so uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's uh, like, road or mountain bike. Um, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. or maybe a mountain bike on the road. You know, it's yeah. He used to. That's not, yeah. He used to like mountain bike a lot but mm-hmm. um kind of switch more to like road yeah stuff but um yeah super active guy yeah sure. and my mom's like um a little like 100 pound korean lady yeah and she's uh she's been a barber for like her whole life oh really and, uh, she just retired um yeah they're ready to do this trip and Timing couldn't be better. Yeah. Really. Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe that was just the catalyst that needed to happen to get them, like you said, kicking the pants, have them yep. make a decision to enjoy it. I, I always think people should, you know, once they get into their 60s, and you've worked hard, go enjoy yeah. as much as you can, you know. Yeah. I know I'm going to. I'm not going to waste any time going to enjoy what I can with my wife. You know, and and travel once we're once we're old enough. But it's it's good to hear they're gonna do it. Yeah, so. I want to. I don't know if I've. I want to say I inspired them, but or they've seen me mm-hmm. just travel like all around in my van or like with all my friends and stuff. And they are like, at first they're like, "What are you doing? Like, what's like? I don't know. Not that they were worried about me or anything, but um, I think." They're excited to do a little bit of that too, so yeah, that'll be good to see. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So you had mentioned your mom's Korean. Is she first generation Korean in the U.S.? Yeah, she grew up in Korea, and uh, my dad was stationed over there in the army. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he just swooped her up and brought her back, and bingo, bingo. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the story began, huh? Yeah. So, 
That's that's awesome. So obviously this was I shouldn't say obviously, but obviously South Korea. Yeah, yeah, South Korea. Okay, good. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure isn't uh, perfect either, but obviously North Korea would be be a lot tougher. Probably be tougher for her to get out, right? If yeah. she was North Korean. For sure. At that time, or even now, but more so now, probably. Does she have family there still? Yeah, she's got a sister over there. And um, I got some cousins and stuff. I've been been back there twice uh, to visit, but I was super young. Mm-hmm. I just remember like playing Ninja Turtles with like my cousins. Uh huh. I couldn't really talk to. So right, that's about it. So your mom's been here for for quite a while because it would have been in, in <clears throat> I won't even guess the year, but uh, it's been it's been a bit, right? Yeah. So uh, and. Your dad, uh, well, we'll get right into uh, mechanics. Like a, a, a lot of people want to know where you got your mechanical abilities and your your uh, intuitiveness to know how to solve things and you know put things together. Whether it be, I mean, we'll stick just with vehicles for the moment, but uh, it's pretty amazing what you've done. And people, a lot of people, are really into that. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to interview you as well is because people are very impressed by that and and inspired. Yeah, that um, that all kind of goes back to my old man. Mm-hmm. Um, he had uh, Reynolds Weld Lab. He built... Well, at first he worked for Fat City Cycles, which is like this mountain bike company out of Boston. Sure. And I think they, they just sort of started back up and... They're building bikes again, but um, he was like a frame builder, or like a weld, one of the main welders there. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of went under, and he started his own thing out of our house, building uh-huh. frames, um, custom mountain bike frames for a while. And he actually built a couple custom BMX frames, and... Then he started getting really into recumbent bikes and uh, had a frame, this uh, titanium frame he built called the Z-Bone. And, no. uh, <laughs> oh my God. Why the Z-Bone? Just the shape of the frame was kind of like a Z. And then it kind of had a wishbone in the back too. So was it? It's a, it was a recumbent bike. It was pretty. It was pretty nuts. You could probably Google it, like Z Bone yeah. George Reynolds or something, and find a picture. In fact, Fat City like, was pretty big at the time in mountain bikes, right? Yeah, they were. They were pretty sweet. Um, I would go to like mountain bike races when I was like super little, and mm-hmm. we'd have like an an old Chinook uh, camper, and my dad would race and. Really? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I remember. One story when uh, I was like really little uh, and like waiting for my dad to come like across the finish line uh-huh. and um, he ended up like eating shit and like getting a flat and he's like bleeding and like all his buddies are there and he's coming across the finish line and I'm, yeah. I'm standing there and I'm like, way to go dad, dead last. <laughs> And uh, all all his buddies just started like cracking up, and he's like, <laughs> "No, it was, it did was he funny. find it as funny as you guys did?" Well, he started, I think, 
he was I don't know he, he started laughing but um, <laughs> that's good it's it's so growing up that way uh, were you already riding a BMX bike at that point how old were you yeah, then um, well I had a mountain bike but I was definitely way more into BMX mm-hmm. and my dad actually made my my first BMX bikes I rode mm-hmm. and um, he'd take me to the track and uh, I never really raced mm-hmm. but I just go to the track we'd both go to the track and he'd be like on a big uh, beach cruiser trying to hit the jumps <laughs> and then I would be on my BMX bike Yeah, and um, I'd just be like trying to hit these jumps and then yeah. then my buddies down the street or these older kids down the street had uh, these trails and that's when I really started they were called Frost Heaves Frost <laughs> and um, I would go there every day and just be like this little runt trying to hit the jumps. That's a that's a perfect name for trails. Yeah. Frosties. Uh, and be, before I move on from that, uh, do you know Curtis Jackson from uh, from Massachusetts? He I wanted to give him a shout out, but he sent uh, he sent more of a comment than a question. <clears throat> well, I guess he did say first inspirations uh, to ride BMX. Who who were they? And also he wanted to say, speaking to you. Uh, your dad and I used to build custom frames together, so that man oh, Bennett. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, a- this dude is sweet. I remember seeing this dude when I was so little. Mm-hmm. They had like a bunny hop, or like at one of the Fat City Cycles. Um, I don't know some mountain bike thing. Yeah. And uh, they had a bunny hop contest. Uh huh. This dude was bunny hopping so high. It was like I didn't even understand. Uh-huh. how he was doing it it was like blowing my mind and I was like just like a super little kid but yeah um, yeah that definitely left like a impression on me yeah and uh, the yeah. Uh, the brothers I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the um, sorry you rode with guys in New Hampshire you just mentioned yeah they, were they twin brothers no these so, uh, that's those those I think more, those guys are like later on. Like, um, are you talking about Tony and? I think so, and I I think. Uh, well, how old are you now? I'm thirty three now. Thirty three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. These. Yeah. These guys have got to be a decade behind. But I just did the Jamie Cooper Ellis one, and he hung out with twins from New Hampshire. Oh, and twins from New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got their name names huh. in here somewhere. So, when when I come across it, I'll mention them. But. Uh, but yeah, so you had uh, you had some other people that you were riding with. Um, Nutter grew up somewhat close to you, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, in the northeast, like all the little states are just like packed together. So um, I live like on the or I grew up on the southern border of New Hampshire, and Nutter was kind of like on the northern border of Massachusetts. So like pretty close, and uh, mm-hmm. they had these trails called uh mod mounds of doom <laughs> or mostly old drunks yeah <laughs> or there's a bunch of different uh whatever yeah but um they we would go there and uh we would be younger and mm-hmm. like we don't really know what was up and <laughs> just like show up and like try to ride them and 
be crashing everywhere and the nutter would like yell at us or something <laughs> <laughs> so you just been a young teen at that point right yeah i was probably in high school mm-hmm. um and then we had our own own trails behind my parents house oh you or did? we had like a bunch of different little jumps that kept getting t- torn down and then yeah uh pretty much all through high school we uh built these jumps behind my parents house Mm-hmm. And um, they were pretty gnarly, just like the dirt is just sand, and there's just rocks like yeah everywhere. So right, um, huh. but I don't know. We didn't know any better, so we just or we we're just so just like hungry to ride that uh, mm-hmm. that's just what you did. And we built a mini ramp in the barn, and the kids. We had like two trail, a couple trail spots in mm-hmm. our town, and um, as we all got older um, and started like getting cars and stuff, we all we had like a bunch of little different scenes mm-hmm. of crews like in my town. But then as we got older, they all just came together. We had like one big, we had a pretty big crew of kids that rode in my town. It was for like this small town it was kind of crazy like wow that is crazy because new hampshire is obviously spread out and not as conducive to bmx you know yeah it was uh it was kind of crazy like i remember just pedaling around town there'd be like i don't know like over 20 kids on bikes just like doing feeble grinds on like any ledge and then we go to the trails and same guys went to the trails too yeah that's good that's the way we all hope it is yeah they would we would just ride anything we could ride yeah so that's that's pretty cool so i'm gonna go back to something else i forgot to ask you about uh and you know what's funny is all the while you were riding this custom frame that your dad made right yeah so so it's uh <clears throat> most people obviously when you when you talk about their beginning years they're like oh i had a gt whatever you actually had a custom frame as your first yeah like, um, that's that's pretty wild you, you never yeah, hear my, that it was pretty great like the first little uh bmx bikes i had when i was really young they had like the super skinny comp three tires yeah and um they had like all double butted uh, like Reynolds uh, chromoly tubing and uh, were super light and um, I feel like they were ahead of their time because like my bike weighed like nothing and uh, there was a time where like I remember my dad made me a frame and I rode it for a while mm-hmm. but then I was like I don't know if I was like just like I ended up riding other people's like or like buying bikes I had a couple yeah like S&M's and I had a T1 progression and that was like a couple years of that but then once cause I was working for my father helping him build his bikes like while you were in high school? after school oh okay I was in like um this program where I I would leave they had like a welding program at my school mm-hmm. and um i could leave school early to go work with my father and uh i would just go home 
I don't think he ever paid me or anything. But <laughs> I don't remember him getting You're paid. You're a student. But, he um, doesn't have to pay you. It's an internship. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd go help, like, weld bikes and help him make these bikes, either right. work in the lathe or the mill mm-hmm. or um, doing some welding. And then, um, like, all our friends, like, well, my friend, my good friend Joel like why aren't we building our our own bikes and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah let's do it and um i built a titanium frame with the help Uh, of my dad right and then joel built a chromoly frame and Mm -hmm. all our buddies were like what the heck like i want one so right um then we just started making them for our buddies and uh how old were you when you made your first frame then Either 16 or 17 or something. You do realize that's pretty pretty amazing, I hope, because I don't know of anyone under 20 that has ever built a bike. You know, it's it it's difficult. In fact, I interviewed um, yeah. uh, Mike Maloney, the guy at uh, DEF CON 4. Uh-huh. He does some really, really nice work, nice. Uh, which you would appreciate. But, I mean, there's a lot involved. Like, what he showed me, it, the tolerances have to be... Oh yeah, it's Perfect. uh. You don't have, well, some of those bikes were pretty loose. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. At the beginning, uh, yeah. the yeah, but especially working with the titanium, you gotta have like a tight, a tight tolerance because uh, well, the materials are just like super expensive, and then it's way harder to machine and weld. You end up like just welds different and different um, type of welding. It's the same type of welding, but. Um, you gotta like purge all the tubing with uh, this gas called argon, mm-hmm. and um, everything's gotta be just like super, super clean. And uh, yeah, but that's what my dad kind of specialized in. So it wasn't like it was at the house. So like I could just walk into the garage and like start, and I'd be like, "Dad, like, how do I do this?" And he just show me. So. Nice. So he had to jig it home, too. So you yeah. could kind of... Uh, yeah, well, you don't even... We were just building these frames off, like, a flat table. Really? Um, so you don't really need... If you're doing... The jig is nice for sure, but... Um, it takes more time if you don't have a jig, but if you... You can... If you just have a flat table, you could build a frame off of. Right, right. So... Um, I guess you wouldn't even need that either. Like you could, but uh, you could so, gotta connect the tubes and yeah, load it up. <laughs> the one thing I, I, one of many things I took away from the interview with with Mike was that um, the um, when you have to cut the contour of say the seat tube into the bottom bracket, mm-hmm. you're you're using two different contours, right? Or matching two different or the same contour, but yeah. Um, I guess there's there's like a, uh, a phrase like you mitering? can't be able to see. Oh well, yeah, mitering. Oh. But um, having it tight enough that you can't see through. Because mm-hmm. if you can see through, then it's not tight enough. Yeah. Well, when you're TIG welding a bike frame, mm-hmm. uh, the fit up's really important because the tubing's so thin mm-hmm. that if you do have a gap, um, it's gonna be 
way harder to weld and or just get a you can weld it and have it be strong it's just going to be to have like a pretty weld um will be a lot harder to achieve if you have a gap so right. um in the heat uh heat input if you have a gap you're gonna end up oh. going a lot slower and you're putting way more heat because you're joint. losing it through the gap yeah you just uh um just not as good if you have a nice sure. tight fit up everything's mm-hmm. gonna be like just look way cleaner and um just be a better yeah yeah less distortion and like all that stuff right so. um by the way i want to give a shout out to this guy uh john schwaz he wanted to know if you ever rode that titanium frame which we just talked about but i always like to acknowledge people that yeah that are that are into the interviewing and that. yeah um, I rode that frame, I think I rode two or three of them, and, uh, I rode one of those frames for, like, over four years, and, uh, I rode it, like, I would ride it every single day for, like, four years, and it held up. That's a but long I, time on a frame. Yeah, um, I did crack, I remember being at a Metro Jam Mm-hmm. in Vancouver and up cracking the frame and uh being like holy shit or like riding the contest and it was cracked and being like uh this is kind of sketchy but uh, I remember I put a sticker over it so people like cause like <laughs> everybody would be checking the bike out like oh this thing's titanium and I'm like yeah, yeah. and um and we're putting a, a big sticker over the crack <laughs> so they wouldn't be like looking at it and be like right what's up like this thing's like <laughs> But that was after riding it for like right. four years, and it was really thin tubing too because mm-hmm. the tubing we could get the titanium tube supplier was either like the next thickness up was like super super thick, mm-hmm. or you could do like the thinner stuff. So um, just went with the thinner stuff. And so it's almost like road bike versus. <clears throat> An S and M black bike, or they yeah. call it the black bike, the really heavy one. Uh, the sat or the war pig, the war pig was probably one of their heaviest. Yeah. Which I had one of those, which doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> weighs half know. of what you did at the time, probably. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, the frame weighed like three pounds. The right. war pig was like, probably like nine pounds or something. I don't know. Frame only nine pounds. Eight. I'm saying oh. eight and a half. Wow. Don't, uh, you know, you never that's did. just a guess, but I'm pretty sure it was in the eights, like some yeah. of them, which is insane. Yeah, no doubt. Oh my <clears> god, <throat> uh, whose forks did you use? I was probably riding the pitchforks, mm-hmm. um, which back then were like, oh, on the tie frame or the e- either. Oh, like if whenever you know, made a frame, pitchforks. My question's um, more: like, you didn't make your own forks. It no, I didn't make work. my own forks. Well, my dad would make forks on my like my very first bikes but i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't make any forks or anything yeah i got you uh, sorry i'm just making sure i didn't miss anything on that part but i do want to ask you a friend of mine that's originally from i think either northampton or westfield but he's my age uh don Bonnell. he's uh he works a lot on vehicles restoring vehicles but aside from his full-time job but he um 
he loves watching everything you're making you know whether you come up with I think a lot of people have interest in this whether you come up with in, in addition to your bucket on the excavator to pick something up or I forget what the last one was but it was like a you made something to scissor I believe and pick up hmm. oh um, um, yeah we my, uh, we just got an excavator and uh, we put a thumb you can like put a thumb attachment on them mm-hmm. and uh, it's like super useful so you can grab like a big ass tree mm-hmm. and move it or like rocks mm-hmm. pick them up uh, real easy and um, yeah it's been awesome to have that thing yeah uh, I remember seeing you fab it up it, you did a couple series of yeah of videos or pictures but mm-hmm. um he also wants to know about when you uh built the biodiesel van i, I call it a biodiesel van right because it was running on grease well, that's uh biodiesel is like a mixture of like some chemicals mm-hmm. and vegetable oil and you're actually like making diesel fuel sort of mm-hmm. um but what i did was running i would run straight uh pure vegetable oil with no okay um, mixture and I have uh, you need to like do some stuff to your car um, it's gotta be a diesel and you basically have like two tanks mm-hmm. um, one you're like normal diesel tank and then a vegetable oil tank mm-hmm. and you start on diesel and you heat the oil up and then you switch over to vegetable oil and then okay. you switch back to diesel when you turn it off. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, um, yeah, that's what that's what I would do. And that, how old were you when you did that? That was that's on the Mercedes, right? Know. The green van. Um, that was after high school. Well, I had we had this white van that I I got. Um, it was a Ford Econoline three hundred and fifty. Whoa! Yeah. So had a seven point three liter diesel, mm-hmm. huge motor just a pig and big passenger van basically yeah so i got that and i was like my buddy told me about this thing you could like the vegetable oil thing and i was like what no way sounds awesome and i had like like no money and all i wanted to do was just like travel and ride my bike with my friends so i was like man there's a way we could not have to pay for diesel or gas or whatever there'd be like no excuse not to like drive across the country yeah and uh bought this van I think it was like a thousand bucks and just started like making tanks and mm-hmm. um just figuring it out it, but it seriously taught me so much about diesels and mm-hmm. how just cars work and um yeah, when you're broken down on the side of the road, there's no you have no choice but to like get up in there and right. figure it out. So right, um, it's kind of like the modern day version <coughs> of a Volkswagen bus or a, or a bug, like where people yeah. were constantly dropping engines and yeah, and fixing back in the seventies and in sixties probably. Mm-hmm. But I had I had that white van for a little while, but then I pretty much just destroyed it because I didn't know what I was doing really. Mm-hmm. But um, it just taught me so much um, about what to do and what not to do. 
and um that van was pretty tired already but uh-huh. um then i got the green van which i still have i've had it for over i don't know 11 years or something so and uh-huh. uh that's the one where we did like most of our road trips in okay and it could hold like can hold like 125 gallons of vegetable oil wow so and full tank 2,000 miles really yeah so you're kidding me you know how much that would cost in a gas vehicle to go that far yeah so I would do the math and like at one point diesel was super super high it was like almost like five dollars a gallon or it was like four or something Mm -hmm. and and I was driving like all over the place right and I was like wow I'm saving so much money uh-huh. And once kind of figured out, it w- we were always breaking down still because it was just like an old van. But um, I don't know, it was fun. And now, or the oil was just like everywhere, and you could get it like super easy, just like behind some restaurant. Mm-hmm. We would ask them and be like, they like restaurants used to have to pay people to come take their oil away oh. um so you'd ask them for their old oil and they'd be like yeah take it please and you could get like over 100 gallons in one stop yeah so i'd have a pump and uh it would just suck it out and it's mm-hmm. filtered like, of course right yeah um and I'd pump it through a filter into like a clean tank mm-hmm. and that would be it um must have replaced a lot of filters. Yeah, you'd be burning through filters. Yeah. At uh at the house though, I had a. We had this big uh, centrifuge, that would like, polish the oil like, yeah. it would really like. And you wouldn't have to buy new filters for it. It was mm-hmm. just like, you have to clean it out every once in a while. But you could. Filter like a hundred gallons in an hour or something, and it'd be like polished like right super clean so i would usually just try to filter at the house and then um just the tank was so big that um there'd be enough to go wherever and come back and this was in new hampshire that yeah. you had that you modified that uh-huh oh, that's cool uh we'll get into the austin part later uh because there's a lot of questions i'm just ripping through the things that i wanted yeah, to ask yeah. you and then we'll hit the questions because as soon as people knew i was coming they uh they loaded up my instagram with questions it's it, and it's good stuff it's just it's a good testament to how much people care about what you do and how interested they are in you so cool yeah and obviously you know <laughs> i i feel that way lots of people like like ever, and I'm not certainly not picking on ever whatsoever. This is actually a, a modesty issue almost. Like they don't think they have anything to say. You, you're. Uh-huh. There's so many stories that people like to hear. You know. So we got through your your beginnings of uh, BMX. Your beginning of BMX in New Hampshire. Um, this is somewhat of a joke, but uh, are you independently wealthy like all BMXers, or do you work? Um, because a lot of guys, you know, they do, and I, I admire it. I mean, they work a little, they ride, they work a little, they ride, yeah. you um, know? So 
obviously you're not just sitting on piles of cash. You have to make money. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. That's um, for the longest time I would I would always be working doing something, whether it's like some odd ball like welding job or mm-hmm. bouncing between these like dirt jump building jobs, uh, and those gigs would come up and there'd be. Sometimes there'd be like a lot of them, and then a lot of times they'd just be like, they thin out. Especially now, it seems like they thinned out mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, but I would just try to keep the cost of living low, mm-hmm. and uh, um, just so I basically could ride my bike more. Right. And uh, just keep it real. Try to keep it simple. And um, yeah, but now I got like a little baby girl so (laughs) yeah i've been working actually um next week is when i start work again okay and uh i'll be working a bunch but i don't don't mind working like no i can i like to work it keeps uh you gotta keep the balance for sure makes you definitely makes you appreciate like um the time you do have to like ride your bike or just be with your friends or do anything really so um yeah because it tightens up that free time yeah so i've been really like anytime i get to ride my bike or um just hang out with my lady Mm -hmm. um i just like really savor it because uh Mm -hmm. i know i got a lot of work coming up yeah um, and that's around here right you have a job around here yeah uh i started this new job i actually worked there kind of off and on for the past two years Uh um there's a it's like a they do special effects work really yeah um the um the company's called empire effects they just changed their name Uh and the shop's right down the street from the house yeah and they do a lot of like if anything's that's gonna like explode or a car is gonna roll um like we'll put a roll cage in it or we'll put like a a big like cylinder that's gonna like pop the front of the car up off the ground or um uh man this is right up your alley this is yeah it's uh it's kind of crazy that um it's like a pretty good job for sure um they're always doing like wacky stuff in the shop where like a head's gonna explode or you'll just hear somebody yell like fire in the hole right. and then you're like oh my god and then like a big explosion like will happen uh-huh. so um wow yeah it's a it's like a union shop mm-hmm. so um I'm trying to join the union if mm-hmm. I can like I've been doing like welding and metal fabrication for like a long time so uh Right. And the rates I've seen working these jobs and then going to that shop and seeing what these union guys make is right. like pretty insane. I'm like they're like Yeah, you and a lot of them aren't I don't know, they're not that skilled. Like they're mm-hmm. like they don't come from like they have like they're just a member of the union. They're not mm-hmm. like they don't have like a I don't know a background in right. welding or something. Sure. So um, that's where 
uh, it's good for me. So because right. I can come in and weld something or and uh, it's been working out. So That's and cool. the the boss is super super cool too. He's uh like a mountain bike nerd and uh, yeah. super into bikes and. That's like gotta young, help so yeah, much. Younger guy, he's yeah. uh, he tried to try to drop in on the bowl, and totally died. <laughs> your like, bowl? Yeah. Oh no. <clears throat> on the deep so, end or the low on, end? On the, well, the little bowl wasn't there yet. Oh right, right. So he, like, kind of like going into the deep end, mm-hmm. and uh, just like, over the bars, like scorpion grinding down the. Yeah, it was, but he's, it was, is he okay? Uh, he was okay. He's like yeah. he thought he broke some ribs or something, but mm-hmm. um, he was fine. Thank God. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was the day before I was supposed to start work again. And I was like, <laughs> holy crap, just killed the boss, man. Yeah, right. And you have so, to do two jobs. So, yeah. so, so that shop is is Union. Yeah, it's uh, they're I think they're they're either the second or third biggest uh, special effects company in new york so they're uh the big contract they have right now is with uh netflix doing the a lot of the marvel series shows they do oh, that's so, right netflix does do a lot of their own stuff now right i mean it's not yeah yeah they do like this show the punisher mm-hmm. and um show jessica jones and daredevil and mm-hmm. um they do like some commercials and stuff like that too, but this Netflix thing has been yeah. kind of their main uh, gig for a while now. So that's that's awesome. Are you uh, are you allowed to say who the who the next job's for that you're working on? Um, I don't even know. I just uh, well, I had this last week off because all the dudes were coming up, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, this will be the last time. Uh, get to ride the trails with all the boys so right. I took this week off and then I worked the week before that and then the week before that I took off too because yeah. the S&M dudes came up oh right I and um, so they're pretty cool with me taking off for work which is uh, kind of surprising but um, yeah, and they're pretty cool with it I think because the boss is like, he does kind of have like a bike background and understanding of like what's going on. Um, he's pretty, yeah. pretty down for it. That's so. good. That should be good advice for anyone listening. Go to work for someone that rides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, that helps for sure. Yeah, that's cool because I'm sure, uh, sure the union will help. Um, ground checks in the union. Uh, I believe the guy we we're talking about, Curtis Jackson. I think he's he's a, I think he does uh, building construction, oh, um, nice. welding. So I think he's in the union. <clears throat> There's uh, a lot of good benefits. Of course, you have to pay for it a little. Union dues, but, uh-huh. um, and I'm not just advocating unions. I th- just think it's uh, it's it's good because when you have work, then you do, and if you don't, then you're still backed up by the union. Like you know. You've, yeah. Got other jobs you could maybe go to if that one's Yeah, these guys Yeah, they do they do all right. But right now I'm like a I'm like an assistant basically. Mm-hmm. And um sometimes if it's like like right now 
they can put me on as like a permit worker and I can be I'll make the same rate as the union guys but I'm not I don't have like a union card um, but we're supposed to make some big like gimbal thing for like a boat next mm-hmm. week and I think they can put me on because there'll be like a lot of welding and okay. metal stuff in the shop and uh, that's where I can really help out so gotcha but sometimes I gotta go to the city because mm-hmm. they build everything out in the shop and then all the filming is in the city so uh, that can be kind of gnarly driving to the city but it's usually seems like 85% of the time we'll be at the shop which is like down the street mm. so um, it's not bad got it uh, so th- this uh, this is one of the last questions I had and we'll switch over to some Instagram questions um, but the I gather that, that this winter you're going to be here. Uh, is is Austin still on the radar? Like, is a place you would go seasonally, or are you just going to pretty much stick with work? I think we kind of talked about it. I apologize yeah. if we did. Um, yeah, I definitely I love Austin, and uh, we were we wanted to try to like buy a house there, or like. Um, just be there but um, all of a sudden now we have like a baby and mm-hmm. um, and this job is right here and we have like a place to live right. up here and the bowl so mm-hmm. everything's kind of like this here makes more sense right now for sure um, well this technically is a house park <laughs> <laughs> yeah not like the house park in Austin, uh-huh. which is more like a business park <laughs> outside yeah. of a building. What is that building in the background at House Park? Um, I think it's just a big parking garage. That's what I thought. I just couldn't, yeah. you know, obviously the focus is usually on the bowl when people mm-hmm. record. But Yeah, it's just a big uh, parking garage. But we actually are going to try to go down to Austin this year. Mm-hmm. Um, over the winter or yeah because there's a slow period with uh, work mm-hmm. um, and just go down there for maybe like a month or two mm-hmm. and um, that would be the goal is to be up here most of the year and if I'm working this job I can um, afford to take off like some time and just go down there for like it'd be sweet to do like I don't know 30 70 or like 60 40 like up here and down there so right um that's kind of the goal we're trying to achieve so which I think we can do Mm -hmm. um we'll see if it happens this year I would sure Jamie's on board for sure Mm -hmm. so um and the winter, last winter was my first winter back, and I was like, oh, God, this is harsh. <laughs> it is. So. And you grew up in an area, I don't know if you got a, a different storms than we do inland, because you were a little closer to the ocean um, in New Hampshire. Yeah, Unless did. you were deep in, how far into New Hampshire were you? Um, the town's Derry. Oh, okay. Um, it's right near, pretty close to Manchester. Yes, it's, um, it's inland a bit, right? Yeah, so. but you get the nor'easters and mm-hmm. uh, 
I know. Well, that's what kind of drove me down to Austin and Maddie, mm-hmm. my uh, my friend Maddie, and they had trails down there, and I'm like, "This is Maddie." What am I? Aquazap, or? Yeah. Okay. Is that how you so, say his name? Aquazap. Aquazap. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, so he's from. Made a- sense. He's from New Hampshire too. I had no idea. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Austin can pretty much thank you guys for uh, for all coming down and making a new scene. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of kidding, but um, you know, between like Nutter going down and you and and Maddie and probably a bunch of others that I don't even. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy riding scene down there. Um, it's crazy going from there and then coming up to New York and being like, yeah. Um, I don't know, just like no real, well, there's Ever, which is sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chops comes around every once in a while, but yeah. it's not like, uh, like all my like boys are down in Austin, so. Yeah. Um, and we built, that's like where my trails are too. Like, which is east side, built. right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, which are the craziest trails I think I've ever seen. I, have you been out there? I have not, uh, you know, Superfly, right? Uh-huh. Uh, we were talking about it recently, and, and and he was like, you've never been there? I'm like, no, I've gone to San Antonio, but not during this phase of my, my, my second go-around with BMX. I haven't been, been down there, you know, mm-hmm. with a bike or with the intention of, you know, BMX being yeah. the trip. So anyway, we were talking about it, and I'm going to try to go this winter because it sounds oh, pretty yeah. amazing. Come on down, dude. Um but yeah, the yeah I'll definitely make it down there, whether it's for a shorter trip or mm-hmm. um, drive down with the the fan. Yeah. So um, I think we're gonna do it. I think we have to do it because I'll probably go crazy if I'm just working <laughs> all winter and it's just like brick. Yeah. And uh, the one like relief button I can have for riding is the bowl. Right. And that kind of gets shut down in the winter, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Last so, winter was pretty harsh too. I think mm-hmm. in comparison to like, I don't know, we'll see what happens. So. Yeah. Hey, that's that's good enough for me. And you're never uh, obviously, life is kind of fluid. You go with what fits. So I'm sure yeah. things can change. You're not locked into anything. <clears throat> but if Jamie's into it and and you yeah, guys can, she's super, super into it. So she's got a lot of friends down there too. Well, she spent uh, much time down there, same time as you, right? And you were yeah, yeah. You've been together a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, so we'll get into why. Because I'm telling you, we already had an hour just on that part. Oh wow! I apologize, but uh, it's uh, I meant to do that part quick, but it, it's it's. I hard. know you start going off on. We even talk about the bear. Yeah, I know. In the bowl. <laughs> we can talk about that right now. This that was amazing, and I'm sure you'll post some pictures. I'll post some pictures, but. You know, you were just showing me the bowl, and then what happened? You you could say it. <laughs> yeah, there was a like a big ass black bear in the bowl just like a second ago, and it was like raining, so the bowl's all slick and stuff, and um, yeah, he was just trapped in the bowl, and we're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, that was insane, and so, you with your ingenuity. We're right on it. You're like, I'll put a ladder down there. I'll, I'll help yeah. him get out, which was super smart because 
me, me napping is as as uh, innovative as you. I was like, okay, I wonder if I could pick it up and carry it out. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna pick awesome. up the bear. <laughs> you grab one end, I'll grab the other. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah, right. It's just like a big dog, right? It can't hurt you. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could if no, you no. wanted. I, no, you're you totally didn't seem right. Like you would hurt. No, he's he was getting a little agitated, but um, you guys, uh, what are you yeah, right now you're gonna head to. Uh, I'm gonna head back to Caddy. Oh, going back to Caddy? Hell yeah! Yeah, I do. Yeah. Glad to see you though. Yep. Yeah. Oh, thanks, bro. Thanks for coming up. Yeah. Good session. Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, take care. Yeah, we were able to experience that craziness. Right. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. That was what we were just talking about yeah, in the podcast. Actually, yeah. You know Nuno from Odyssey, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he does my my graphics uh, for the podcast announcements. So he's always like, no dad can. Like, it's got to be. <laughs> it's oh, gotta yeah. Be sideways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a few options. All right. Cool. Thank you very much. All right, appreciate it. Yeah. Safe travels up there. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I don't know. Are you guys right. going further north at some point up to Cody's or anything? No, I was supposed to go up to Cody's, but it didn't happen, unfortunately. <coughs> Are those <coughs> stuff about coming back uh-huh. here, too? But yeah, no, I, we fly I back know. today. Possibly. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, so I fly back to Austin. Wow. Yeah, yeah maybe. get in what you can. Mm-hmm. Mentioned and it sounds like even with that rain the other day, yeah, Caddy was still. It didn't really touch it, yeah. yeah. I think because they had like <coughs> a solid week, you know, of yeah. like riding. It right. Wasn't too bad, but. Right. Sweet. Got it. Okay. Right, I hope I didn't interrupt your visit too much. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do yeah. your thing. Everyone wants to hear this guy side. So exactly. I, I got exactly. a job to do. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot yeah, of people up my ass about this. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'll bear with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, take easy. Later. later. Safe trip. <clears throat> See ya. God. Yeah, so I'll, uh, we may leave that part in because some of this stuff's kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> but uh, anyway, sorry about that. I hope I'm, you can uh, get to them. How, oh, how yeah. far is Caddy for you? Because obviously for my house, can, it's a lot further. Yeah, I can do it in two hours. I'm hauling ass. Two hours, even pretty around two hours. Yeah. If you really um, kick it, do you do you go out to eighty four and then go along that or go two oh nine along the? No, the Delaware Water Gap. Yeah. No, I I have. If I was gonna take my motorcycle, I think mm-hmm. I would do that. Mm-hmm. But I find that ends up just taking way longer. Yeah. Even though it's like a shorter, um, it's like forty miles like shorter. Yeah. It's uh. Slower. You just get stuck behind somebody who's just like creeping. Oh yeah. And um And there's really nowhere safe to pass. Yeah. So you end up just it just takes way longer, I found. So I just go mm. on the highway and uh put on a podcast or something. That's right. <laughs> do you then, listen to them? I do not necessarily mine, but any Yeah, I know. I listen to the BF one and I've been really uh getting into just listening to them. Some, or when you're driving, like, it really, it's pretty cool. It's like a... Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of good ones now. It's podcasts, BMX podcasts are really picking up. You got the, the guys down at Sabrosa that are, well, they work at Sabrosa, but, you know, the Space Brothers one. And then uh, 
rollback. Dale Holmes more on the racing side. Plus, uh, Mike Hankins has one. Oh, nice. That he does huh. now and then. It's not, it's like every, you know, it's when he can. And I know I'm missing one. Um, well, Dale Holmes is the high-low one. Uh, but he did like Simon Tavern, which was oh, cool. Nice. So there's a lot of good ones, <clears throat> a lot of good ones out there. Uh, so, And we're all doing it for fun. So it's like, yeah. why not? promote each other like help each other out so all all of your voices get heard by you know anyone possible so i think it's it's cool and then there's one that's strictly racing which is real the berm that one's uh Uh strictly racing and and they do a good job with that yes snake bite too his are his seem to be like as he can do them you know it's Uh when something lines up he does them through ride right I think. Yeah, I'm not sure what he does it through, but um, I think it. I think it's right. Cause I don't think it's dig, so it's gotta be. It's gotta be right. But anyway, yeah, uh, Shad does one too, and uh, it's good. Um, I think podcasts are. I I have a long drive to work, so I listen to a, a ton of them, whether it be Joe Rogan or BMX podcast. I know. I've or, been listening to the Joe Rogan one too. He's pretty funny. To listen to the Dr. Rhonda Patrick, she's way over my head but it's 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 all about health um no i don't think i listen to that one it's it's pretty it's pretty good for a long for a long drive well actually okay. you know is his his podcasts are like four hours four and a half yeah. hours yeah but uh either that or motocross like pulp mx is a, is always a fun one to listen to hmm. nice. on the motocross and supercross end <clears throat> but anyway all right um Hey, you know what? We could talk a little bit about... Where did we leave out? No, we talked about the bear and, and Great Jack yeah. rescuing that bear. Yeah, uh, it was a bar, it was sweet to see a bear just, like, uh, chilling in the bowl. But I was, it felt bad, like, this dude's trapped in the bowl and he's, like, all stressed out. So, um, But we threw a ladder down there and uh, he just hopped on that ladder, like, mm-hmm. instantly and boogied out of there yeah so um wow it was uh you were kind of crazy uh he took a shit every like (laughs) i think there were like eight shits yeah in the bowl and what was john calling fear shits (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um who knows how long he was trapped (laughs) in there for right yeah i think i think i gotta start leaving that ladder in the bowl so Mm-hmm. Um, the critters can get out because there's been a skunk in there. There's mm-hmm. been some uh, chipmunks, some mice, but uh, the bear definitely—that's the largest mammal um, I've seen in there. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Well, a lot of credit to your quick thinking because I was more amazed with the bear. You were already <clears throat> thinking about how you were going to to deal with it, which is uh, which is you did the perfect thing. It was it was awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was that was pretty wild. That was my that was uh, wild. That was that was my introduction nuts. to the bulls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And to the wildlife in this part of the area, it, it's pretty pretty rural. Like this this side of the river, pretty much up to Kingston, right? It's pretty. Yeah, there's a well. New Paltz is uh, like a little college town, and um, all right, SUNY, right? Yeah, they they got some stuff going on there, but uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming from Austin, I'm just like, oh, I've been working so much. It's just like, yeah, one week I worked like 82 hours um, wow. building this thing at the shop. So, mm-hmm. um, these guys work crazy hours, but yeah, with this job you be able to kind of just like really condense your work and then hopefully be able to break off for a bit almost like uh garrett burns mm. kind of like oh it's another something. union guy i forgot to mention him yeah so um With. i talked to him a little bit mm-hmm. and um it's kind of inspiring and it made sense yeah. this job and yeah. we're here and jamie's family's here to help with the baby and stuff so sure it's uh the whole package package deal yeah yeah definitely uh, I, I know it seems to work for Garrett you know it's um he talked about it a bit when I did the podcast with him but it's uh it's you know he works when there's work and when there's not that's when he takes a trip or does whatever and I think that's that's awesome so anyway uh on the trail side uh <clears throat> I'm going to get this tough one out of the way uh, first. This is uh, a question from uh, Christian. I'm sure it was from Chris at Caddy. But he said, In your mind, build the ultimate trail line with various jumps and obstacles from any trails, current, <laughs> pre- past and present. This is going to take a bit. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite jumps. Basically putting together a line top to bottom. Um, so you could okay. pull a jump from Kiko, yeah. Caddy, Posh. Like, what would your, be your perfect idea of a line? Because you've ridden right. a lot of them. Yeah. And these side. Um, I don't know. Usually, you kind of like to start out pretty mellow. And then, um, if I was going to design a line, the dream line, mm-hmm. uh I think you'd have to have the butcher jump, mm-hmm. the speedball left hip. Um, probably it'd probably be chicken. The last two and chicken would be sweet, or the last three. Those are the distance ones, right? Those yeah, are pretty far. Um, that one left hip in dreamline we built that thing was so roastable uh that was for a contest yeah it was for a contest is that the one dave king did this was uh adam eloise oh okay and uh i'm just trying to think of my favorite jumps maybe the sixth set at east side just like the really spiny one Mm -hmm. um pretty much a bunch of those the speedball left hip, but mm-hmm. one going left, one going right, one going left, and just like a bunch of those right. in a row, and that would be that would be the sickest line, I think. Nice. <laughs> if you could just hit those uh-huh. back to back, going both ways, right? I think that would probably be the funnest thing. That's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. I think Chris will be happy to happy to hear and that. And then one. maybe have like one big booter. Um, yeah. At the end, just like a straight one at the end, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. But the butcher jump would almost be too small after hitting those. You have to have like maybe the butcher jump on steroids. Yeah. Um, 
Well, Butcher isn't necessarily long, right? It's just steep and tall. Like, yeah. Is that what the deal is? From what I've seen. Yeah. From the ground. Because mm-hmm. I'm not riding it. <laughs> no. Or if you could Never. do speedball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something I, like that. I like it. <laughs> you designed it pretty quickly, actually. You did You did really awesome on that one. All right. I, hey, you want to answer one forever? <laughs> All right. All right. Now you got to <laughs> switch hats. You're now ever... Uh, favorite trails in bowl slash skate park. And this is from Seth Allen. Ooh, forever peacock. Yes. Um, favorite bowl. Well, Yours. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bowl, I guess. Right. Clint's right. bowl. Right. Um, and, yeah. And trails. You, he was a big you, part of like helping build it too, so. Um, We'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, there were there were all the videos I saw, all the clips I saw were. It was it was really cool to see so many people just put, you know, put a lot of energy into it. Can you uh, tell from the way Ever's riding, which is amazing that he's excelling so fast? Uh, what places he likes to, or what his favorite trails may be? Um, I don't really know what uh, Ever's favorite trails might be. Uh, I don't know really. He he definitely shreds caddy, mm-hmm. um, and posh. But I feel like he hasn't really had too much time to really explore all the lines. So yeah, um, I'm gonna say it's probably any of the PA trails, uh, either posh or caddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, East Side too might be up there. Yeah. Um, we got some jumps. Was last year the first year that he hit East Side? Um, when he went down there, I think so. Yeah. And he looked great. He's... Yeah. I don't think he got to ride speedball. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when he has a chance to get a hit on that left hip, he's gonna be stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. There's a couple others forever that we'll work in, and uh, <clears throat> and I'm sure you'll represent him well. Um, Brett Downs, you know him? He's been around a long, long time. He's Sub Rosa rep. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I if believe, I saw his face or something, I probably would recognize him. He is a flatlander from way back in the day. Plywood uh-huh. Hoods, um, Pennsylvania. Nice. I think he lives around Philly. Uh, he just wanted to... to, uh, to Thank you for helping Ever. So basically just giving him some inspiration because uh, we're all loving watching Ever progress and enjoy himself. Um, best trail jam you've ever been to? This one's from Murdog 951. 951. Best trail jam? Yeah. Oof. Uh, well, like the Caddy Posh trail jams are always really fun to see. I don't get to go down there as much. Mm-hmm. Um, well, especially recently, just like with the rain this year and work and the baby and like my parents, like sure. it's just been crazy. Uh, but those ones are awesome. Um, there was a trail jam at Brian Yeagle's old trail, Suffield. Oh my gosh, I grew up a town over from there. So I, I hear about that place a lot because oh. it was one generation after me. And I wouldn't, I don't know if it was the 
best drill jam was probably the craziest one I've ever seen where the jumps were were just so scary to me like I was which is amazing to hear like you titanium frame and like yeah I remember going around a berm which felt like I was going like 40 miles an hour yeah and then I hit a tree and like my comp three explodes <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then I was just done for the day but yeah <laughs> but watching uh Derek Gerard and Yeagle yeah ride that spot was right. uh was a treat for sure yeah so I never seen somebody like Brian mm-hmm. was I feel like the first person I seen like fully like pump a jump like as hard as he could and like blast and like nose in yeah on like these super big steep jumps and that was uh just awesome to see yeah and, uh, inspired me for sure that's that's cool um uh, i've heard a lot about them like i said that was after me and i know they're gone now but and uh he lives in pittsburgh i believe yeah um, he's uh he just got engaged. Congratulations! Oh yeah, that's right. And um, he bought a house with his lady, so mm-hmm. he's been a longtime friend, and uh, I've done a lot of road trips with him. And mm-hmm. um, do you think he'll ride? Ride? Why? Well, no, I actually, I heard he uh, does ride. He right? does ride. He can just step on the bike and do whatever. But <laughs> and it's a treat to watch him ride because uh, he's always on. Uh, on the edge of <laughs> yeah, whatever. So right. Whether he's riding skateboarding or riding the BMX, but um, so it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it, definitely those those trails have come up in a lot of conversations and it, the Suffield ones, and um, a lot of people saying that they just left their bikes in the car; they never took them out. Yeah, <laughs> pretty crazy. Uh, all right, so let's see. Uh, Tim D goes under Element Front. He wants to know how has Eastside lasted so long? <clears throat> I honestly have no idea. Like, well, it's it's like town land, mm-hmm. and um, we do try to keep the place clean and uh, be respectful of like the neighbors and. Uh, you know, regulate if there's, like, some wacky stuff going on out there. But, uh, it is kind of like this, like, floodplain, so, um, it's hard for them to build anything out there. But, um, it's been around for a while. Right. The city definitely knows about it. Um, and, like, the park ranger guys are, they've come out, and, like, we've talked to them, and um, everybody's pretty cool with it. I feel like they just, uh, I don't know, Austin's pretty open-minded to that sort of thing, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've just been running it. It's crazy that, it's pretty crazy it exists and nobody's like, right. you know, shut it down, so. Not that wood. Yeah, that right. Did, uh, How long has it been there? It's been there a while, like before you even over, yeah. Well, they were there before um, this dude Paulie started them back in the day, and then he kind of stopped riding, and then mm-hmm. uh, the Cardiff brothers, um, 
and then uh, then me, Maddie, and Nutter mm-hmm. moved there, and um, all the other guys kind of just stopped riding as much, and right. um, we just started building new jumps. So, uh, Man. yeah, it's been there a while. So got some history. I just assumed that uh, that it was you, Maddie, and and Nutter that built it up, but. It's, you've just been adding on, adding on to yeah. what was there. Yeah, the main line, the smaller line, was there, but just, like, not as built up. And then, um, which hasn't been, it's been unchanged for a while now, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then all the other stuff. Uh, Maddie's basically been the main driving force behind that spot, just uh, crushing it. Is it uh, work-related that he doesn't travel as much as you guys? Um, he gets he travels does he quite okay. a bit. Um, it just seems like he's uh, it seems like he's in Austin more than not. That's all. That's yeah. Just, but I could be missing yeah, something completely. He, he gets around pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like he just went to England. Oh, nice. And I think he went to Iceland too, or something. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he always. He usually does a trip out to the northwest once a year, or he'll come out here. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's awesome. I, I yeah, yeah no he idea. gets around pretty good. He doesn't uh, probably just doesn't like show. He's not like really blue grooving the Instagram or anything. <laughs> I've never heard it called that. That's pretty funny. Blue grooving the Instagram. It's uh. You know, I I couldn't believe uh, when I forget who said it out there that that little John doesn't even have an Instagram. Which, man, I was jealous. I was like, <laughs> that's that's. I mean, Instagram's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's it's yeah. nice to have to to get people pumped up on on riding or just sharing things you think people may like. Uh huh. But it's time consuming. It's, I know. Sometimes it's like, get this phone away from me. But uh, yeah. It is a, a cool, like a, it can be fun too if you, mm-hmm. um, just being able to share with all your friends and uh, just keep in touch with them kind of like, right. Um, right. Really good for that. But then there's like definitely a balance where you can uh, spend too much time. Yeah, too much time on it <laughs> is uh, not good. Yeah. For sure. I've said it before, I'll say it again, if it wasn't for the podcast and the fundraising jams that I do, I there's I don't think I would be on it for a fraction of the time that I'm on it. Um, yeah. So I, uh, and I'm not saying that's a negative thing, you know, obviously with the fundraiser and the uh, podcast, but to stay connected, that's the only, it's the best way to keep connected. So it's, yeah. in that way it helps, but I kind of inadvertently walk myself into hours every day on Instagram and and, uh-huh. and I'm watching my wife wash the dishes or make dinner and I'm and I get home I get home from work after being gone being gone for ten, twelve hours. Yeah. And I'm right the on the Instagram I feel like an asshole because she's doing yeah, all this work. For sure. Like yeah, if I catch myself like our uh, little Georgie's right there and then I'm like I'm on my phone and I'm like uh-huh. okay, I gotta I gotta put this thing down. Just, yeah hang out with this little nugget right right good for you it's as long as you get it straightened out you know it's yeah it's good try to or jamie will be like i don't know 
You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, you need you, you need that uh, for sure. Uh, all right, so this came from Penryn Trails. Uh, was there ever a line at a set of trails that you backed down from? That's interesting. Because hmm. I can't imagine you backing down on any trails. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there is. Um, and I guess Hazelwood maybe. comes to mind. When, uh, which, talk about which happens to be Yagle, right? <laughs> yeah, um, or Suffield for sure. I was like, I am yeah. not. That was like years and years ago. Maybe I was like mm-hmm. nineteen or something. Yeah. But uh, I was like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, Hazelwood is probably probably the sickest trails mm-hmm. around. I think. Um, everybody, I don't know, they can be intimidating for sure, but, um, they are awesome. Like, Uh when you do, um, get to get, like, a a good session there and, uh, start feeling, like, comfortable, like, they ride, like, so awesome. Hazelwood. Yeah. Yeah. Something in here, you know, I'll come across after, but someone was... Oh, it's a Hallahan question. Let me just ask this one to you quick. Uh, it was... I wanted to know... This is about his wood. Um, this is from Nathan. He said, uh, Mark, I'm sure he's talking about Patozny and Tom, which must be Arcus, right? Uh, Vinyl BMX. Are helping us through Bigfoot at his wood, and we got over number four. Do you have any advice for the rest of the line? Number four... Uh, okay, so there's which one? there's one, one, two, three. Okay, dude, you guys know how to ride bikes, like <laughs> I know you guys it. it. So yeah, number I guess number five is is kind of intimidating. You're like, well, straight or hip? I think I'm. I think I know the one you're talking about. The so you hit that big main jump. It's like the the big step up and then you go around that big long left-handed berm and then you go down the hill and there's like it's like a right little offset mm-hmm. pretty big steep jump uh i remember that was like one of the more intimidating jumps because you look like how steep the lip and landing are and how far apart they are and you're uh-huh. like what but that jump uh, feels awesome when you hit it. Yeah. Like, really cool feeling jump. Uh, I say, you know, just full roast. Yeah. Um, just ride it. Don't like, just be confident when you hit it. Because um, mm-hmm. if you're, when I first started riding Hazelwood, I was like all puckered up and just like mm-hmm. scared. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it felt like I didn't know how to ride a bike at all. And when I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh-huh. And I just kind of like, I don't want to say manned up or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, right. I can do this. Just like got my confidence up and everything just worked like really good. So just uh, get stoked and you'll be good. I I think we're all, we all know they can do it. You know, so yeah. they're amazing, amazing riders. That's for sure. <clears throat> Um, it's got to, I would think, uh, with jumps like that, 
first time. I mean, this seems to happen to to everybody at some point in their their learning. But if anything, you're going to overclear, right? Because you're so scared to go too slow. Yeah, um, yeah. You'll probably will overshoot, drop the landing gear down, and uh, you guys got brakes, so <laughs> you know, use them if you have to. Right, right, and cut off. Are there good bailouts there? Some. Uh, yeah, there there are in some spots, uh, for sure. Yeah, if you got brakes, yeah, you'll be fine. Right. But everything is pretty grown in and like mm-hmm. super twisty. So yeah. uh, if you've never ridden there before, like first, like hit you're going off a lift and you don't know where the lane is. You're like, oh my god. Oh, but. Kind of have to walk it first, and yeah, I would follow somebody too. I know that that really helps me, just like feeling the speed, and seeing like where they're like hitting the groove and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, huh, that's uh, cool. All right, we'll go to a quick Shane question. Shane, uh, any he's actually asking us um, of ever, so you got to put on your ever hat again. Um, how old were you when you ate your first worm? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm saying probably pretty young. (laughs) Probably about your age. Yeah. How old you are. Oh, and that one, yeah, it's from Shane. So I think he's nine now. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ever's, Ever's awesome. Um, all right. So let's see. Let's finish the trail ones here. Oh, here's one. Thomas Borman wants to know, or he's saying, it seemed that Derek Gerard, Stove Dialer, passed the mid-run torch over to you. Are you prepping any of the New England next generation to continue its legacy? Got to keep that goodness rolling, he says. Um, I don't know. I'm just... Maybe not intentionally, but maybe yeah. you are. Well, I was always... Derek was like always one of my favorite riders. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from like New England and uh, I'd see him around and he'd always be he's just like hilarious uh, yeah. hilarious dude yeah. um, and had a sick super stiff style uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> would kill the trails Yeah. and uh, I like sweated all the FBM dudes that was like because um, they were like you know making their own bikes and like um, mm-hmm. All the riders were just like super, like real dudes and uh, super mm-hmm. raw, and uh, I could just really relate to like all the stuff they were doing. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the uh, I don't know. And then I would do trips, or like as I got older, became friends with Derek, and uh, would do trips with him and stuff, and uh, super just hilarious dude and yeah. he would just say the say these weird ass like mean like hick terminology <laughs> and uh by the end of the trip like everybody would be just like talking like idiots like <laughs> just saying that <laughs> just not, not even making sense but uh <laughs> it was hilarious but um i don't know if he's really passing the torch to me but yeah um I don't know. We're just doing. It's like I'm just riding this wave and stuff. Just 
happens and uh so yeah people come into your life like like ever obviously ever's the the obvious one and he's i'm i from from my opinion from my view of what i'm seeing he's he's uh he seems to be following your your path i mean he's got a really nice style he's got the same floaty style as you i believe yeah yeah he's a bit of a dangler here and yeah there. effort kills it yeah <laughs> uh, just this past year he just turned 18 so like mm-hmm. i feel like he's starting to get like his man strength and uh yeah just uh it's really cool to see so yeah it is he's he, ready like he's just he's progressed so much this last year mm-hmm. um yeah it's cool it keeps uh helps motivate me too to have somebody to shred with and uh get the stoke up yeah yeah it's that's pretty exciting i think uh based on where you're located and ever's personality i think it's it's really cool that you two are able to to ride together Um, so uh luch magooch wants to know uh of a london london dairy skate park memory Legendary skate park. Oh man, that's like this little sheet metal skate park, the town over from the town I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went there. There's no bikes allowed, and um, we went there one time, and the cops came because you had to like jump the fence, or there was like a weird gate. Yeah. And uh, he was gonna give us all tickets or something for riding there and one of my friends just took off like on his bike and uh the cop was like so pissed and he basically left all of us and we didn't get tickets yeah and uh my friend kyle like rode his bike all the way home which was like i don't know probably like 15 over 15 miles but he's like going through the woods and like <laughs> just like you know dodging the fuzz so uh that was pretty a memorable memory mm-hmm. from there but yeah i had a lot of fun sessions there uh-huh. um with all the boys yeah back in the day yeah uh and he also said luch also says prop for everything you have accomplished and just being the most humble dude ever style for miles and i agree with that 100 percent. i think you are extremely humble and uh i think that's what makes you someone that people want to be around so it's well thanks guys they only speak the truth in this podcast all right <laughs> uh all right let's see um you we we talked about some of this but um you can add on to it if you want to uh, but uh, Thomas Markinac wants to know what was the New England slash New Hampshire scene like growing up. We kind of talked about that. Uh, yeah. Park, park, under, you had your own trails, right? So until you started moving around, it was was it small, a small scene, or was it? Yeah, we had a decent scene. Like it's kind of crazy. There's so many riders mm-hmm. um, out of this little town, but. Um, it definitely thinned out like uh once i got um like right 
like the last years of high school uh-huh. we still had a good crew but like after high school some of some of like my best riding buddies they started doing like some pretty gnarly drugs and like i just like they just like disappeared from right. my life so that, that um, yeah it's kind of a bummer um but uh yeah all the other dudes uh kept a lot of them kept riding b hunt he kept riding um and maddie uh yeah yeah it was a good scene growing up Someone sent. Someone mentioned uh, the bee hunt, but I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, Thomas also wanted me to to ask what what has kept you in the area, and we talked about that, so I think we're good. But uh, let's see. This is this is a good one. Um, Chris Doyle wanted to know whatever happened to those two twins from New Hampshire that used to rip with you guys back in the day. Originally, I thought it might be the people that I was. I think yeah, we talked about this. I think they're they're not from New Hampshire. They're the ones he's thinking of are uh Tony and Nick. Okay. Esgro. Um they're from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Um I don't not I'm not sure what they're up to now, but mm-hmm. they were pretty wild. Mm-hmm. They were uh I did my first road trip to Austin, Texas was with them and uh, oh, a bunch okay. of my other buddies. And I think I was 18. Uh-huh. And uh, we drove down there. And uh, they were both, like, such striders. Um, like, super, super, Yeah, they were... And who? Especially, like, Tony. Oh, was, right, right. Um, you could do, like, blast, like, a huge three invert over the spine like super stylish yeah and i remember going to like some ect contest and like seeing them ride and being like holy hell these (laughs) kids are shredding Uh and uh like who are these dudes and um then like we became friends and Mm -hmm. um we'd go to like we'd stay over their house and they had like a ramp in their yard Uh and then we'd go like to the trails and um but uh I'm not sure what they're up to. I think they're they got into like driving heavy machinery and uh mm-hmm. someone and I apologize. I'm I'm serious, you have so many questions in here, it's like flipping back and forth. Um because so many of them fit, you mentioned things that, that were asked. So it's all coming together is, is yeah. what I'm saying. But uh John Matthews wanted to know if you have any good Esgro stories. Uh, and then he, you, you can add on this one. Did you ever get creeped? Oh, yeah, and this involves ECT probably. Did you ever, did you get creeped out? Uh, did you get creeped out by Jeff Harrington while visiting Binghamton? <laughs> <laughs> so two of them in there, Esgro uh, story, which, you know, you know just yeah, talked about Esgro. I don't know Esgro story. Like, they were definitely just, like, high energy, like, sporadic uh super sweet um <laughs> yeah. just kind of like wild kids right um super fun to be around mm-hmm. but as like a specific story i don't really 
hard to say. But uh, Jeff Harrington definitely freaked me out. <laughs> no, he's Jeff Sweet. Um, uh, sweet as haircut. <laughs> for sure. And, yeah. Uh, super nice. Like, he didn't even know us, and like, he put us up in his house when we were super, like, we might have been in high school still. Uh-huh. And uh, he lived with Phil Wasson. Oh, wow. Uh, Chunk. Phil was a killer, too. He was awesome. Yeah, right? Phil kills it. Um, and Chunk, you said? Yeah, John Tillman. Uh huh. Um, they all lived in a house and they let us stay there. And they mm-hmm. even, like, know us. And yeah. um, we need to go ride ECT together. Mm-hmm. Or we drive, like, six hours to go ride ECT. Yeah. And uh, it was such a cool scene because FBM built their bikes downstairs below the skate park. Uh-huh. And uh, we go, like, take a tour of the shop or something. Right. Crandall would, like, give you, like, a noogie. <laughs> and I would take, like, spy shots of their jigs <laughs> to, like, go, like, home and, like, build my own jigs and stuff. So, oh, um, and the park was awesome, too, so. Yeah. It was just like we were just so excited to ride and like meet people and stuff that uh that was which was awesome until Chris Hallman burnt it down right yeah I'm, just, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding this is a, this is an ongoing story from from other podcasts mm-hmm. but starting with Steve mentioning it yeah <laughs> but anyway so that's that's the same place that we're talking about right the yep. East Coast Terminal um, Travis he goes under Illust on uh, Instagram he want, he's the one that wanted to know a good bee hunt story good bee hunt story um oh this is kind of involved with ECT as well uh, we're on a road trip to go to ECT for like a maybe like a law revolution contest or something okay and we're in Brian's little car and uh it's like the middle of the night I don't know, like, super late, all the, there's, like, no gas stations around, and, uh, all the gas, we make it, we're, like, out of gas, basically, and we go to some gas station, but it's, the pumps are closed. Oh, okay. And, uh, there's an old, like, truck that looks like it's been parked there forever, and we, uh, I don't know, not proud not proud of this but we like siphon the gas <laughs> out of this truck to put in his car right so we don't like run out of gas right um, but he was like you know got the mouth full of gas like sucking on the hose oh my God. and uh, it was just uh that was bad but i think he probably like won the contest yeah and he also bailed on his prom date like oh, no. the night before and like she shows up to his house oh god uh i don't know like in her prom dress you know like the whole like oh. and does like a burnout on his lawn on his parents lawn <laughs> <laughs> that's a good beyond story <laughs> so that was uh that wow. was pretty hilarious so brian was always motivated like super excited to go uh-huh to like any kind of thing that, that was going on so oh my god um, that was some good times I'd say <clears throat> uh, 
Justin Luong, a, a friend of mine from out Connecticut way. Uh, this is where my lack of knowledge of the past decade and a half comes in. Favorite M, uh, MSC memory. <clears throat> what is MSC? Mass Skate Co. That was uh, okay. this little ratty skate park um, in Massachusetts. It's kind of a far drive, but uh, I only went there was a couple West times. Kansas? I'm sorry. E- yeah, I don't. I don't even. Honestly, I don't even know. It was so long ago, but yeah, we'd go there and like, like Brian Yeagle. Mm-hmm. This is when I was like pretty young, so like Brian Yeagle, Derek Gerard, Maddie Branscombe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sean Rosinski. Oh my gosh! All yeah. these dudes are like these gnarly dudes. Yeah. And uh, really, I was just like a little kid. Yeah. And they were just like gnarly and like shredding. Mm-hmm. And it was like felt like lawless in there. Right. So uh, that was fun to see. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, or. I don't know, Derek was just super fun to watch ride, and he'd always be doing something hilarious, like, uh-huh. so, um, oh. I don't really have any sp- specifics, but just, uh, mm-hmm. just being around that was, like, pretty cool, and I think it inspired me to, I don't know, do similar stuff, I guess. Yeah. Ah, uh, let's see. I'm just seeing if there's any more trail ones, and then it gets uh, we get into credence a bit. Um, in your your bowl, bowls plural. Um, Chris Trent Trennan, uh, Trenan, want to know how many jumps are there at East Side Trails, and how many did you build yourself? Um, just roughly. You know, yeah. Whatever's good for you on that. There's like, I don't know. Maybe twenty five jumps there, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, like and they're mostly seventy. Unless you have like skippers in there and stuff. Maybe thirty jumps, twenty five to thirty jumps there. That's a lot of work. Um, a few berms. Uh, I don't think I've. I don't know if any jump has been built solely by one person there. So right. Um, hard to say. I. I'm going to say I haven't built any jumps totally by myself there. So, right. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, this is, goes back to Penryn Trails. They want to know what's the sketchiest transfer you've ever done. <clears throat> sketchiest transfer? I guess probably jumping through those trees at Posh. That was pretty uh, sketchy. Hey, you know what? It's amazing how things work out. Um, Matt Smith, he, he does the the Yazine, I think. Um, he wanted to know how many tries did the tree threader and anthem take. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, well, the first time I did it, I clipped my pedal on one of the trees, uh. and I ate shit, but I was fine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then... I think the next try I did it. But then I did it again a bunch more times. Like, the Lecky wanted to shoot a photo of it. And I was like, ah, whatever, I'll do it again. And then Stu wanted to film it for Anthem. And I was like, ah, I guess I'll do it again. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> and the first time uh, Tom Arcus filmed it. Uh-huh. And uh, 
So, I don't know. I did it. I, like, sessioned it, like, three times. Really? Three different occasions. So, um, just kind of, like, well, by at that point, I'm like, all right, I've done this thing, like, so many times. I'm just like. Right. Now it doesn't even bother you. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm sorry. I thought Stu Johnson had something to say about that. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to his question afterward. Um, all right. I think. Oh, there. Mike Netley from uh, from England, right? Mm-hmm. He, um, did you listen to Groundchuck's podcast that I did? No, I haven't heard that one. Okay. Well, it's but. probably better that you haven't um, <laughs> because now I can pull out one part. <laughs> well, we all know that uh, Groundchuck's not afraid to speak his mind in, in bus balls. Yeah, so. I'm not. Or whatever. I'm not going to be offended by no, the, it, it. It's all well. You know how it is. <laughs> it's nothing is ever mean spirited. That's for sure. It's just joking around. Uh, in his podcast, uh, he said that if he were, if he never got hurt, he'd make you his bitch on the butcher jump. <laughs> oh damn! Um, so uh, so anyway, Mike Netley wanted to continue. I this. wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> the Chuck. He said on Ground Chuck's podcast, he said he would he would make you his bitch on the butcher jump if he didn't get hurt. On are you going to take that? So <laughs> maybe from him, you just have to take that. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it. He's a legend. Whatever. Man. He is a legend, and, and he really is such an awesome guy. Yeah, uh, he's I was, a big uh, he's a big sweetheart. Mm, yeah, definitely, and maybe inspiring to you uh, since he was the generation before, right? Yeah, uh, for somewhere. sure. Uh, He's an ape for sure. Yeah, definitely. Sweet, sweet style. Um, he's way into hockey, and uh, ever probably told you that he came and met us, met up with us at lunchtime when I was doing my my lunch laps at the uh-huh. at the trails, and he was driving from Pittsburgh to uh, Burlington, Vermont, and he timed it perfectly. Did I tell you about this already? Yeah, you. Okay. You, uh, I'm sorry. It. It's all right. In the podcast or no? We're talking uh, separate. Oh yeah, we were talking house. in the house. Okay, cool. Because I'm getting old, I forget what parts in the podcast, and what part we just talked. But anyway, he stopped, and uh, it was cool because I ever got to see him, and you know the two of us rode, and, and ever filmed a couple clips of us on the phone, and and uh, it, it's it's nice to see him. And then he stopped again last week onto another on his way to another hockey tournament in Boston. So. Uh, he, he's just a very generous, nice guy yeah. that loves to bust balls. So, anyway, Mike Netley also wanted to know the anthem ender, which must be the the tree deal, uh, the the threader. Uh-huh. Um, who spotted it, and <coughs> did you get through first go, which we just talked about, and clip the tree at all, which, which we just talked about? So, yeah, uh, I did clip and, that tree, um, yeah. which sucked, but... I was fine. Yeah. And, uh... So who spotted it? I don't know. Uh... I want to say I spotted it, but I remember Jeff Slaughterly. Mm-hmm. I feel like I spotted it. I was like, Jeff, what do you think? Because I figured Jeff would just do it. Because uh-huh. he's like... Has, like, brass balls. Uh-huh. And, uh... But then he didn't do it, and I kept looking at it, I was like... I could totally do this. And then you can keep going through this little line. And uh, and then I don't think I, I didn't do it on that trip. And 
I think shortly after is when I did it. So um, he didn't do it. And there was kind of a vine hanging down mm-hmm. that was like obstructing it. And uh-huh. uh, I like pulled the vine out of the way and yeah, um, just went for it. Perfect. Uh, this is funny because yesterday I think in your you uh, the clips that I saw that you that you posted on Instagram of the guys riding the bull bulls plural I keep yeah. saying bull but I keep forgetting that there's two but uh, I translated this Instagram handle your boy nice <laughs> but it's your boy nice <laughs> Frank. Uh, he wants to know, are you still sponsored by free delivery? Any good stories about free delivery? Uh, yeah, those two can kind of go together. Not sponsored by free delivery, <laughs> but... This is one of the ones I was talking about inside. That was a long like, time ago. Yeah. Uh, what, what was free delivery? That was like a clothing company. Uh, oh, okay. This dude, Tony, did. Mm-hmm. Um, super sweet dude yeah. and uh, he had like a little print shop in his basement mm-hmm. and uh, he'd go down there and like print some shirts or like make some uh, stickers or something and uh, yeah we did a couple road trips mm-hmm. around um, we went to one metro jam in Canada mm-hmm. and we went to uh, Chenga World. Yeah. Uh, there's a contest there. We mm-hmm. all drove out in his van. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, dude. That was a long time ago. It's like all a blur, honestly. Yeah. Um, I understand. Uh, he also said uh, any good stories about uh, La Revs? Yeah, those are. Um, and you just mentioned them, that, yeah. uh, didn't you? Um, yeah. Well, okay. I remember one year they had a, I think it was a Law Revolution contest, and they had like a trade show mm-hmm. um, in the basement yeah. at FBM, and yeah. uh, that was really cool to see all the, because like I was like, me and my friend Joel were making the bikes, and like we had our like little shot shoddy like booth mm-hmm. with uh the frames we made and uh like Taj was like right next to us and like the fly bikes guy was there and really? um Moeller was there and uh it was just really cool to see like I don't know the industry people mm-hmm. and me like we were still I guess I might have been I might have been in high school still or just like just out of high school uh-huh and uh, I remember Jeff Harrington, he just saw, like, our operation, and uh-huh. uh, you're supposed to pay, like, a hundred bucks for, like, a booth, and uh, he's like, ah, just give me 50 bucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, um, man. just because, I don't know, we were just, like, two kids right, right, right. coming in, and, like, <laughs> he saw we had no money, so. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, definitely. He made up for creeping you out. Yeah. I don't think um, it really made sense because, like, these two kids come into this trade show with, like, a titanium frame. Right. And, like, if you're like, well, what the heck? Right. What's going on here? So. Good for you for 
doing it. Uh, one more from uh, Frank. You want to know best Kelly Baker story? Kelly is the man. Kelly is definitely the man. He is a uh, super sweet dude. Um, oh, one night we uh, it was some kind of ECT event. There was like a ghetto street contest or something. Uh-huh. Right. He had like a trail jam at Baker's Acres. Uh-huh. And we all like went to his house and camped out and he had a huge, huge fire. And like it was like it was gnarly. Dudes are throwing propane tanks in the fire. Oh god. And like huge explosions. Yeah. And like the morning after they have like a bed liner, a plastic bit bed liner. And they're going like forty miles an hour through a field. And there's dudes in the bedliner getting dragged behind the truck. And it's just, like, savage <laughs> stuff going on. like All stuff that would make parents cringe. Yeah. And then we, <laughs> like, fixed up the trails the next day and had a session. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Um, it's a cool scene yeah. there. Uh, yeah, Kelly's definitely awesome. And, and he's still committed, right? He's oh, still got another trail. Kelly Baker story. Yeah. Was at Mark Patozny's house. Oh, where, I think like, I heard this one. Yes. He's Go like ahead. sleeping in the gravel or something. Yeah. Where like all the cars are parked. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was a crazy day. like, And uh, he's sleeping and a dude backs up over his hand. Yeah. And he's like parked on his hand <laughs> and he's like he's just punching the side of the car like <laughs> and uh the dude like ran his hand over with his truck and uh oh my God. then he got out and then I don't know who the the guy was but he thought Kelly was just gonna lay him out and uh Everybody was quiet and, like, watching and, like, oh, man, is Kelly going to just, like, lay this dude out? But he was, like, he just goes over to him. He's, like, park it, man. (laughs) And then then, uh, just walks off and we're, like, what a gnarly ass dude. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. So. Did his hand get broken? I I would imagine. I think it was, I think it got all swelled up, but. No, nothing he's major, huh? Walked it off or something. I don't know. No surprise. That guy's yeah. He's badass, and I believe <laughs> I believe his fun is is fun. His son is following suit because his son started racing motocross. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he's uh, definitely another guy. Um, all right, so we can hit. Right, I'm gonna read. I'm just gonna read uh, comments about you from a couple people that I think you uh, you would appreciate. Okay. Trey Jones being one. That's uh, that's probably one of the last places I saw you was at Swamp Fest yeah. um, when I was interviewing um, John Paul Rogers. Oh yeah. And uh, and for s- somehow they had a Korean food vendor. I know my people right there. Yeah. Like, how how does that happen in Longwood, Florida? I don't know. That was. That was wild. That was a wild scene down there. It was. It was a good time. Did you have a good time there? I did have a good time. It was uh, 
cool to see everybody and uh I like how there's no like I don't know they're just like whatever was going on like it was awesome like light light structure yeah. like basically yeah super loose structure yeah oh we did the video premiere too which was sweet and oh, yeah, uh yeah. thanks to trey for you know putting all that stuff together yeah so and i'm sure it'll be even bigger and even better this year they're they're on it for sure um he just wanted to say i admire the fact that you do most things yourself from building bikes fixing cars building bowls seems like there's no project you won't take on or at least try to figure out how do you do it it's inspiring keep it diy dog Uh, uh, i don't really know um just uh just not being afraid to like just dive in and uh I think yeah definitely my father just teaching me how to work on stuff and then mm-hmm. um just building trails and uh mm-hmm. not really having much money to work with but mm-hmm. like being like i know if these guys can make this stuff i know me and my boys can make this stuff so right um, but that takes confidence like, and that that's you saying you're not be, not being afraid to screw up is I think that's yeah, key. Just like Yeah, just going for it really. Mm-hmm. Um uh you just got to go for it sometimes. And the bowl what kind of sparked I've always wanted to do like some concrete stuff and mm-hmm. I did I got second place at uh one of those vans contests and uh I was like, "All right, um gonna just use this money to build the bowl so right um was that the qualifier or was it one of the main event like huntington huntington or something yeah like it was at huntington um so i got second place and i think it was like seven thousand five hundred bucks holy cow so um and i was like ah, i don't know if i really deserve this money and <laughs> i just use it to be like <laughs> build this bowl so uh it's a good choice because it's builds yeah. you out with like what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, if that it's, bowl was not there, um, I'd be probably going crazy because there'd be no like release to like get to like ride and like yeah. just be able to like blast something right. and be like okay, yeah, just like scratch that itch really. Yeah, uh, it's nice to be able to do. And I, I agree with you. I think. Uh, these lunch lap things, people, a couple of people have commented and said, God, I wish I had that because, you know, halfway yeah. through your day, I don't get to do it every day, but halfway through your day, just having that release that you're talking about is such a big deal. It's like, yeah, just to I, break it up a little. Yeah. I go back to work and all of a sudden, yeah, nothing really matters. You know, it's mm-hmm. done. A, we get it done. No big deal. But anyhow, uh, Nick, Nick Rosano, uh, when I first met you, you rolled up to House Park with a mini radio on your bars playing the Beach Boys. Have you always been curious? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I have always been curious if you just had a cassette tape in there or if you did some crazy Reynolds mod and hooked it up to a Bluetooth. Austin misses you. Um, no real crazy mod on that one. I think it was just, I think I had a little Ryobi speaker. And uh, mm-hmm. I think just my iPod on the Ryobi speaker. All right. And, uh, 
That's about that. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I miss Austin too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. Um, all right. I'm going to ask this two question one, and then we'll go into uh, uh, bowls, and then uh, we can wrap it up pretty quick. Uh, right. Bowls and uh, uh, and credence, of course. Bowls and credence, and then we'll wrap it up. Stu Johnson wants to know who's been the single biggest inspiration in your life and what impact did they have on you? Ooh, I'm probably going to say my old man. Uh, just teaching me about mods and getting me into bikes. Because um, he was always super stoked with bikes and we always be, be riding bikes. And uh, just... Uh, pretty supportive of like um, just let me do what I'd like to do and um, just keep giving me like the tools to do it so uh, yeah thanks pops yeah that's that's awesome I think uh, when I interviewed Jamie Cooper Ellis it was him living on a farm which we talked about before he he um same thing. I mean, his his father really, really gave him that courage. But uh, the, the takeaway for me is something I'm not really good at, but my wife is, and it's letting letting our kids uh, learn from their own mistakes. Yeah. And that's. I wish I was as good at it as she is, but uh, sometimes it's hard it's hard to let go and let let your kid make a mistake. Yeah. You have to figure it out. Uh huh. As long as obviously it's not harmful, but. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, I remember Yeah, when I was doing the veggie oil van, my dad was like, you're going to do what? And like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, you don't think I can do this? Right, right. <laughs> it's almost like a like, challenge. I'm doing this. That made it even more a challenge, I'm sure. Um, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do these. Oh, I forgot about... Uh, go. Uh, Lucas Hallahan. Just a, a quickie. What do you like best, welding or or, or running the excavator? Uh, running the excavator is pretty fun. Just being all, because uh, I've never had a machine before, so uh, just having the ability to move like by yourself, mm-hmm. like stack a landing like in like an hour, uh-huh. as opposed to pushing like wheelbarrows for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't have like as much time, you know, as I used to to do sure. that stuff. So, uh, Definitely. it's it's pretty fun. But welding is sick too. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. There, I probably well as of right now, probably I have more fun just playing in the machine. Uh-huh. And then uh, I do a lot of welding at work, so it's like. That's kind of like, depends on what I'm welding to. If I'm welding like some like custom like bike thing, that's like, that's fun. But uh, if I'm welding, I don't know, something I'm not excited something about. Something for a stunt or something. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. It's like, it's like more like work than uh, yeah. fun. But, but the excavator is all, pretty much all playtime. So <laughs> right. It's been fun using that. Right. Uh, and the last one from the Hallihans is forever, so you have to put on your ever hat again. All right. Uh, wa- watch anything good on the Yup Tube lately, 
Uh, it's from Lucas and Nate. Um, he must he must watch some YouTube, I guess. Unless they're <laughs> saying YouTube is something else. But. Uh, referencing, but um, that one video Crandall showed us, your boy is nice, where that kid's pedaling down the hallway and then jumps the stairs and like does a scorpion drive. That's probably oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. You should check it out. Uh, that was Frank, or 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 is this someone else? And and Frank just. Took the, took on oh. that Instagram handle. Oh, I don't know. Hold on, who's Frank? What? Uh, Frank is your boy. Nice. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe that is your boy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. So let's see. Let's uh, let's do a little credence talk uh, quick. And uh, let's see. Charles Atkins, nine twenty six, wants to know how many years has credence been around, and in. You know what? You you might be able to mix this into one one answer and take care of a couple ones because Chad Wells wants to know what's the actual story of credence, like how it became, what it is. Uh, and yeah, whatever you want to say about credence. A lot of man, Seth Allen also wants to know story behind credence. Um, yeah, if you want to hit those, that'd be that'd be great. Educate All us right. on, on credence. Um, credence. Uh... I guess it's been around for, or we started building bikes when I was in high school, mm-hmm. so it's been around at least 11, maybe 12 years, so. Um, oh, I, I, this is perfect, because I always assumed it was a startup through Chris Muller. No, we were building our own, well, I was building... Well, me and my friend Joel Miller, we were both working for my father, mm-hmm. uh, building bike frames, right? Like welding and like doing the fabrication, right? And then we were doing uh, credence, was just like it was just me and Joel just building bikes for our friends, and then uh, uh, wasn't really never was like making money building bikes, you know? It's just like right. Oh, like my dude needs a bike, I'll build him a bike. And, uh, um, so it was just like that for like a long time. And, uh, yeah, so we just build bikes whenever our boys needed bikes. So, uh, whenever I'd come home or visit my parents in New Hampshire or something, Mm -hmm. I'd like go in the garage and try to knock out a couple frames. And I was like planning on doing it like on a bigger scale and like, Mm -hmm. but I kind of moved to Austin, so I didn't have a shop to work out of. Right. And it was just, like, uh, really hard to just, like, have the space and the tools to do, to make a, make bikes. So mm-hmm. um, then Stu, I was living at Stu's house. Um, Austin? In, in Austin? Austin, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was working with Moeller on a project or something and he mentioned uh you know me to Moeller and uh and next thing you know I have a flight out to California to be right. with Chris and talk to him and um it's pretty much the only company that would like this would work like this like collaboration would work with cause mm-hmm. uh it kind of could keep the credence 
and the bikes will be still like a high quality bike made in America right. and people can actually like the bikes are like available for people to buy because like yeah. they weren't when I was just building them they were just like um, not available really to mm-hmm. um, too many people so uh, well that well that brings up a question how many different versions of, of frames do you have or he said, "Have you made?" But let's. Uh, I'm going to switch that a little, if you don't mind, Charles Atkins. Um, how many different versions are available through Credence now? Every frame comes in like a couple different sizes, mm-hmm. and then uh, like a couple different colors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have like my signature frame, and Maddie has a signature frame, and Nutter has a signature frame too. So oh, wow, um, it's pretty sweet. Uh, and they all kind of have different, like, um, things, like, different, uh, geometry and, like, uh, you know, sizes and stuff, so. So um, there's three? Three, yeah. And then there's two different, the handlebars are, like, two different sizes, and then we have the stem. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, talked about doing a tire and some grips for like quite a while now so uh we'll see if that ever happens but um yeah it's been sweet it's allowed me to like i was really thinking i was gonna like you know i'm gonna have a bike company and like weld these bikes and like get to travel and like yeah do have the business and like right but uh just seeing like my friends who like own companies and like mm-hmm. to actually have like a successful company and business that uh even if you are a successful like BMX company you're not like it's like definitely it's not like a lucrative right, uh, right. market you know right, <laughs> so right. uh yeah uh this S&M thing has allowed me to like just be able to ride my bike mm-hmm. a lot more than I think I would have been able to as like if I was doing like making the frames like right. doing everything basically um, right. I think it would probably just burn me out so mm-hmm. this S&M thing is like the bikes are still awesome and uh, they kill it so um, and it lets me do like more of the fun stuff sure um like ride my bike that's and, awesome uh, yeah it's been it's been awesome it sounds like, yeah, a, I feel like, like a good fit very, uh, no pun intended it's a yeah, good fit good uh it's been a good fit for sure yeah uh let's see i'm going to throw in of course chops has something to say about this yeah <laughs> he wants to know when he can get his hands on a credence peacock frame because oh the, damn because the newest member of credence is ever peacock right yeah uh i don't know hopefully moeller already uh batted around the idea of maybe like a signature part or something so uh-huh. we'll see we'll see what happens right. um hopefully in the near future yeah uh here's here's an <coughs> interesting one uh nathan moore wanted to know we knew how now we know how credence came up came about he did ask that but he also asked was there a different plan if Mueller wasn't involved uh for credence kind of hard to project but yeah well uh, i was definitely gearing up mm-hmm. uh 
I almost bought, I was about to buy this big ass rig, like mm-hmm. this big, kind of like a bus, and I was going to tool it out to build frames, like out of this bus. Yeah. Um, that was my plan, basically. Yeah. So I was like, so I was like, man, if I rent a shop, like a space to build a shop, mm-hmm. like I got that rent money. Right that's gonna just like just to keep the lights on is like how much yeah that's just how many frames do i gotta build like sell and produce just to turn the lights on so yeah i was like uh my plan was to buy this bus thing and build like a little machine shop out of it Uh and uh just build frames out of it so that was that was my next move. Yeah. So. Um, Thankfully, that didn't happen. <laughs> Not that you wouldn't. Yeah, I know. Work, I but that would have been a tough go. Oh, for sure. Uh, welding out of a bus, and. Uh, it sounds awesome. I know it sounds pretty cool, but. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Um, it's not the easiest way to make a living. That's for damn sure. No. No, I, I I don't know how people do it unless they have the kind of uh, kind of economy of scale where you've got you know mass production like Chris does and he can yeah put it together and it drops the cost of the frame if he's already doing head uh-huh. tubes for this or yeah whatever you know what I mean it, and to make a good quality it like takes a lot of work to make a good quality bike and uh, like Chris mm-hmm. has been posting a lot of like the videos of like the shop and like. Yeah. what actually is involved in uh making the bikes so yeah. i think it's like it's cool to see because uh i feel like people just like they don't see that and no. what really goes on to make a quality like right product so it's like i uh just learning from the the frame builder in new jersey that i that i was telling you i, I interviewed mike maloney he it's there is a lot involved and yeah. you know the bridgeport machines he has and and the jigs that he's changed and replaced it's aside from the tubing and the time it's a lot yeah it's a lot. and at the end of the day like paying those workers and then like mm-hmm. it doesn't there's not much of the pie left like when you like you know, slice yeah. it up. That's so funny. I'm after we're done. I'll, I got to play you a little uh, clip of Ground Chuck talking about the the BMX piece of pie. <laughs> and then it's, it's everybody a wants a bike. Like even like uh, my boys, like they'd be like, "Yo, like hook it up, hook it up." Like, and it's like, dude, do you know how much work I'm putting into this bike? And then yeah, it's like you can't even like not not, not criticizing them for. You know, I get it, but for for uh, you got to recognize, no matter how old you're, you got to recognize that it takes something to make something. Yeah. Uh, so it's. And I feel this, I was the same way. I feel like back when I was younger, but now I like I can like really see like. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta support like the homies for sure. Yeah, and be um, willing to pay what it cost. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, let's see. Um, so, actually, Nathan Moore, that was a really, a really good question. I didn't realize you were, 
you were heading down that road possibly of doing a bus if, if you didn't do a deal with Moeller. So uh, that was a really good question. It was because you had an awesome answer for that one. Not, not one I expected. So Tim D, Element Friend, he wants to know, what's the inspiration for your stig- signature relic sprocket? Um, and Relic was just here t- this morning, right? Yeah. Shout out to actually, Relic. The dudes were just here. Um, yeah, I just started. I traced, like, what I did mm-hmm. was I traced, like, a sprocket, like, the teeth. I just started drawing, like, I was either going to do. Just trying to make the simplest sprocket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be either three spokes or four spokes. And uh, I like the like rounded edges. And the edges are like nice and round. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There's like an old red line sprocket that's mm-hmm. like a four spoke. Yeah. It just seemed like a simple, simple classic looking yeah, that, sprocket. <laughs> that was such a popular sprocket too. So many people had those in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, I was pumped to see that Derek. Uh, Went forty four tooth, and yeah. and forty five maybe did he do forty four yeah, and forty five? Yeah, uh, which none of your bikes will fit by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mine <seen> will. <laughs> yeah, but but no, that that was pretty cool to see. Uh, so, but anyway, not to take away from we were talking about relic. So relic does a signature part for you. Do they do any other signature parts for you? Yeah, they got. Um, Sorry for being the naive. Stem. On this one. I think Chad Osborne maybe has a signature stem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they got a bunch of parts. This, like, some, a good seat. I see everybody with the seat. And, um, Ashley's a super solid dude. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm uh, happy to be, like, a part of the crew, so. Yeah. Cody's, uh, is he on with Relic also? Yeah, Cody's part of the crew too, so. Cool. Uh, all right, and Tim D again, Element Friend, wanted to know if there's any new Credence parts coming out soon or in the works. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no well, hopefully, yeah, we want to do a grip and a tire. That would be sweet. Um, All right, you mentioned And uh, maybe just some more soft goods would be sweet because there's, like, really nothing. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, if it happens, it happens. Well, don't plan on selling a seat to uh, Satoshi. He's not going to buy one. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, that is, that's one crazy duct tape seat. Uh, he's such a great guy, man. I'm sure you've spent some time with him. He's yeah, he's really awesome. Yeah, I'm so stoked he won the the Trail Rider award because that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us were really pushing for him. Uh, has Maddie ever won it? Uh, Maddie has not won it. He seems <clears throat> like another really deserving guy. And yeah, well, this I, is a. I think only the second year they've done the trail because oh. it was dirt jumper before. Oh, okay. So that was kind of like more of a different, like a different uh, category, really. Yeah. So. I gotcha. Because now it's really trails. It's trail rider. Uh huh. Gotcha. 
uh, maybe it'll be him next year then. Yeah. I don't see any reason why not. Um, all right, let me hit let me hit this quick, and and I don't know about you, but I have to release some coffee in a minute, and then we can finish up um, with bowls. Um, let's see. Bear with me a sec here. Oh, we could we could do a filler with this one real quick. Trey Jones also wanted to know. Let's hear a good Deese Man story. I'm not sure what he means about that, but I'm sure the you do. The Deese Man is Derek Gerard. Um, oh, okay. So, good Deese Man story. Oh, man. Uh, one winter day, we built a sidecar on his motorcycle in <laughs> my dad's barn. <laughs> and uh, there's like two feet of snow on the ground. And we just like build a sidecar out of a 55 gallon drum what? and like put a cone on it and uh <laughs> it was crazy like we made uh God. walls with like handlebars on it and right um we just spent the whole day and just like knocked it out and it was pretty sick we uh we got it all together and me my buddy joel and Derek all mm-hmm. hopped on the bike, like one in the sidecar and then two on the bike. Uh-huh. And like there's snow on the ground everywhere. Yeah. And we just like, I remember being so cold, like uh-huh. the coldest I've ever been. And we just like shoot out onto the road and just like gave it a test run. Oh, that's awesome. And then we did a trip with it. and to A Rich- trip with the sidecar? <laughs> yeah. Like this thing's going down the highway for like, like we're going like far distances uh-huh and uh we took it on the <laughs> beach and we're like jumping these sand dunes and uh that was a crazy there's actually a time lapse video of building the sidecar on like i had like a vimeo uh-huh video page if you want to check it out it's uh it's yeah. pretty funny derek's like what's it what's it under do you know i don't know uh or the keywords. If, if you we're probably just... would just type my name or something into Vimeo, mm-hmm. it would probably turn up like sidecar or build or something. I'll have to check that out. I'll make sure I don't do it while my wife's washing dishes, though. Yeah. Or making dinner. Um, all right. Uh, mind if we stop for a minute? So oh, can, yeah. And uh, sure. I'll save what we have so far, and then we'll finish up. Okay. All right, so we're back from a little break, much needed break. I don't know about you, but I was I was gonna burst, and I usually brag about my my iron my steel mm. bladder, uh, but uh, mostly with Van Homen because um, he broke the seal early, and <laughs> it was yeah. it was funny. But of course, we we were we were drinking beer that was going right through us. So actually, do you mind if I ask about your stance on on Beer, drugs, and and also diet. Like, uh, are you? Yeah. Uh, for your for I yourself. Do, I mean, I do drink beer, mm-hmm. but not like I'm like just a little, just like a beer or two, you know, after a long day mm-hmm. of work or something. It's nice, but uh, I don't know. Everything kind of in moderation. Sure. Uh, it's like uh I don't know, just like it's like a special occasion. Like mm-hmm. I'll indulge a little. 
Gotcha. But not like to the point of drunk. Yeah. Just yeah. like <laughs> Right. You know. Knock the edge off a little or something. But with mm-hmm. the boys, you're hanging out. Sure. Have a beer. Yeah. It's uh it can be nice. But uh I didn't really even start drinking until I was like twenty five is probably when I had my first beer. I don't know, I just never really got into it. Yeah. Part of the reason I ask is, is as you all know, uh, trails, you know, we joke about trail meetings and, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, pot at, at the trails. So it's, um, (laughs) not just at the trails. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. And so anyway, I I was, uh, interested in your, on your, in your own personal Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really smoke, but mm-hmm. it's like a maybe you know you're hanging with all the boys and like mm-hmm. it's like just a a good way to like wind down. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like having a beer, like sure. kind of. Um, I definitely do. Uh, in moderation, or like mm-hmm. it'd be like a special occasion or sure something like that. But it's not like yeah, I'm like blue groove in the weed or anything <laughs> or like uh, i don't know but everybody's everybody's different everybody's got their oh yeah yeah this, you know? this is totally not to uh um you know criticize what anyone else does that's for sure oh, yeah. just everyone everyone's different um I, I just it's for me uh coming back into it from an era where it was very rare uh <clears throat> at the trails mm-hmm. um so anyway and now it's very very common so it's um it's just interesting how generations just yeah. change and um but anyway and and they got it obviously not our you know there's no secret you know it's, <laughs> um, i mean it's you could you could make it a secret if you wanted to um with nutter but he's he's just he's hilarious i i'm i don't <laughs> know is, if he's he funnier is. when he when he has been smoking or or when he's not i, I think they're both about the same because he has the same personality yeah, either way right he is, uh, i'm assuming he's probably like he's definitely one of the funniest people i know and has mm-hmm. made me laugh like yeah so much just in knowing him and uh he's just hilarious whether he's i don't know yes yeah. he's, he's a riot for sure I got you. One of the best, like, one of my favorite writers and people. Mm -hmm. uh, Someone that definitely has your back, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, For sure. Yeah. He's he's a great guy, as is, I'm sure, uh, Maddie and and the rest of the crew uh, from up this way. Yeah, him and Maddie have been, like, my boys for as long as I can remember. So Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I've told the story many times, but we were, I was going to interview Nutter after I interviewed Cody last fall. <laughs> and, uh, it, uh, I always say he, we, he, the interview, the interview fell short of happening because he, <laughs> he literally fell. You overshot on the, he, he, he took a step backwards and ended up, uh, five or six feet down on, 
on one of the lines. Oh, it was damn. laughing and laughing. I posted it. I waited a long time before I posted it because I was like, man, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not trying to make him look bad, but then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like watching the things that he posts. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think, think he's going to get a not. shit. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, he, uh, it, it was not really care about uh, that stuff. No. So that interview was over before it started. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, he, he really does seem like a good guy. Uh, and I think he's working in state right now um, with with uh, Dave King yeah, back but, at the uh, slope. But Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're building some like mountain bike park or something. Yeah, it's where I had my jam this year. Um, oh, yeah, nice. So uh, I believe they're working on more mountain bike trails that are permanent. And I've got to call Dave because uh, the last time I talked to him, they hadn't been under contract to do the second phase mm-hmm. so now they are uh they're supposed to build a trail like a like a real deal trail section at the mountain nice um and then we'll do i'll do my event there again cool this year so uh so anyway uh my point was that uh nutter i believe is on that job yeah um this weekend i think he's back in pa pa though um so anyway uh, I'm just going to shout out a friend of mine, Zach Hatfield. He, um, how has your focus on BMX changed since you have extended your family? Um, are you finding a good balance since Georgie was born? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's all about the balance, really. Um, uh, yeah, I'm still motivated to ride as much as ever, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. just, uh, having the time to do it, um, is just, just like less time. So, mm-hmm. um, try to sneak it in when I can and, uh, you know, priorities do change, like mm-hmm. responsible for this little lady. Yeah. So, um, but it's pretty cool seeing her grow and, uh starting to smile and stuff so yeah it's pretty awesome um we were we were stressed at first like if we were in austin still Mm -hmm. living out of the airstream and i don't really have a job Mm -hmm. your man would be stressing yeah so uh but now we're set up like pretty good and um it's uh it's all good and i got the bowl right outside the door so um, it's been good. Did that plan come up uh, on your radar? Uh, bef- knowing that you were going to have a family here, or was that going to happen? Uh, did you want to do it? Uh, either way. Oh, having a kid. Have, no, no, the bull. Uh, or the bull. The bull. Yeah, the bull okay. first. Yeah. Uh, because it happened oh, to work out that it's like you're well, saying it's a we place were thinking, to go. Um, well, we just kind of built the bowl. I had that money, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I want to build a bowl." And uh, where can I build it? Mm-hmm. And Jamie's folks were like, "Oh, build it here." Right. And they kind of, or her father was like, it was like a test of like me basically like (laughs) what can this kid do 
Right. And uh, I think he was pretty stunned at like what turned out. And uh, so am I. It was uh, had a month before our wedding here at the house, and uh, it's like, okay, I got a month. Mm-hmm. How am I gonna do this? Right. And we just uh, just went for it. So and it worked out. I and forgot phase one went that fast. Excuse me. Yeah, That's, I think it was a month. Uh, it's kind of a blur, but and then. Yeah. Um, my brother-in-law split the cost of the excavator, mm-hmm. the little mini excavator we have, and I just had that here. <clears throat> and uh, Jamie's like, "This bowl's too scary to skate," and I'm like, "She's like, build a small one." So I just started digging, like a smaller one. Yeah. And uh, it was just gonna be a little, like a little, little skate bowl. But I was like, ah, if we're going to build something, might as well got to be able to, like, ride a bike in here, too. So yeah, um, that's just how it kind of worked out. Yeah. And pretty stoked how it turned out. It was just just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, with my parents' house burning down and, um, you know, having a baby and trying to build a bowl. All right. at once was pretty crazy. I like, bet. Pretty hectic. So oh, I can't imagine. <clears throat> I, but somehow we did it. So and having this new job too. So right. Um, You've been really juggling. Yeah, been just. But I feel like the dust has settled, and uh, we're mm-hmm. getting getting into a groove here. Good. Good for you. Um. Another quick one before we hit the bowl question, specifically about building and, and all. Uh, Lalo Estrada wanted to know, it's, this goes back to the one last frame one I, I've forgotten about. Uh, why did you park the disc brake idea? Um, just, uh, I didn't have time to really play around with it too much. And... Um, I don't know, disc brakes are pretty sweet, but I don't know, I just didn't have time to play around with it, and it was on my, I put them on my normal bike mm-hmm. that I ride all, all the time, mm-hmm. so they were working kind of wacky, Yeah. and while well, I made the disc, I made a super small disc, mm-hmm. like a hundred millimeter, Okay. and uh, it was out of like an old uh, saw blade for like a circular saw. So I don't think it was really the right material to use. Mm -hmm. And uh, it worked all right, but didn't work really that good. Uh And then I think I was leaving for a trip and I had like these wacky brakes on my bike. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't got time to like play with these right now. So, um, yeah. Just put the old U brakes back on, and mm-hmm. uh, they work fine, and they're super simple. And uh, but I think it would be a better brake if you could get a small disc mm-hmm. and uh, put the flat mount caliper in between the chain stays and seat stays, and um, get it dialed in. But right. you'd have to make like a custom frame, basically, yeah. and. Uh, 
I don't have time. Right. No. <laughs> and how on uh, you being a brake rider, um, how uh, where do you use your brakes at a on a place like at a place like Caddy? Like if you're riding chicken, <clears throat> would would you even feather the brakes at all, or do you just no. basically keep your hand <laughs> on, no hands on the grips? The brakes. No, I definitely. No, you don't ride with the finger on. No. Well, at first, the finger will be on if I'm like feeling cautious. But mm-hmm. once I feel comfortable, the finger comes off the lever, mm-hmm. and then uh, probably the only time you use them is coming around that last berm, mm-hmm. just to like slow down a little bit so you don't blow over it. Um, oh, at the end of chicken? Because mm-hmm. there's that big set and then it t- takes a right? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. And it was, or we just rode it the other day and it was all, it was pretty greasy and you'd land and you'd be like, both tires would be breaking free oh. coming up into that berm. You're like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. But, oh, man. And it's not like there's an open <clears throat> field beyond, behind that turn. <laughs> no. It's like an open field of poison ivy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, promise they get to the uh, the bull questions. Uh, Funny Farm Trails wanted to know how much did the DIY bull cost? The bull cost we did the first bull was like sixty yards of concrete, so I think it's a little over a hundred bucks a yard, so like hundred twenty bucks a yard. So, and I was renting a machine to dig it out. Oh right, and uh. Pretty much had no clue what I was doing at first, so mm-hmm. um, definitely wasting a lot of time just like digging dirt out, putting dirt back, and like mm-hmm. shaping it. Um, but then you had to buy the grid and the and the coping. Yeah, the that. rebar, the steel, the coping. Oh yeah, yeah. The and um, so I want to say maybe thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. and that was everything like all my savings like I got that money from the Vans contest right and all the money I saved up from working whatever job mm-hmm. um, just like fully reset to zero and I was like holy crap that yeah. was way more money than I wanted to spend right uh, but in reality like that's just how much stuff costs like <laughs> yeah, yeah but the new one we built cost way less um because we i have the machine was here mm-hmm. and i think it was like 40 i want to say it was like 45 yards of concrete uh-huh and my uh brother-in-law he split all the costs with me too to make it oh okay which was awesome so if he didn't so. split the cost, you're probably still talking maybe half of that amount of the origin of the first bowl, maybe even less. Yeah. So yeah, I just say maybe like nine grand for uh, the, the new bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and faster too, right? This time. Yeah, I haven't, or I would just work on the new one just here and there, whenever I had a chance, and uh, having the machine just be there mm-hmm. has been awesome because it's not like okay I rented the machine for like these days I gotta like knock this stuff out and then like you're not gonna have it mm-hmm. and you might need it for something so I got um, you yeah that's it's been good that's a it's a big deal for a private setup for sure and it's uh, it sounds like you can get a lot of use out of it so you can take care of that balance we were talking <laughs> about you know 
Yeah, it's definitely been not that. Yeah, it's been somehow it worked out and mm -hmm. definitely more money than I imagine I'd be spending on uh -huh. a bowl. Right. But I think it's uh, I have no regrets at all. And yeah, I think you should put up a donation box. <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. To why not? You yeah. know, I mean, if pretty much invite only. It's just a donation box. Do it. Do it at Posh and Caddy, right? You know. Mm -hmm. But uh, but anyway, that's all a separate topic. But mm -hmm. um, thanks for sharing that because I think people would love to do it and they may not yeah. know what they're getting into. But you could do it. You could do it cheaper, mm -hmm. but uh, you don't have to do a huge thing like a huge bowl. Um, but you could do little sections, and mm -hmm. you could do it really on the cheap too. You could do a thinner layer and. Mm -hmm. uh, what I learned was it's actually way cheaper to buy the ready mix concrete from the batch plant with like the truck comes up and mm -hmm. like the concrete's already mixed and they just dump it. It's like way cheaper to do that than uh -huh. buying bags and mixing it. Like it's like almost like guys, half the cost or something. So yeah, like the guys do at FDR, right? I mean that's like bagged. Mixed. Well, they well they'll do. Or do they get a dump? They'll get a. Truck. Oh, they do get a dump. I'm or, sorry. Or small things. They might, like, mix bags or... Yeah. I think the capsules were the dump, though, I think. Yeah, the guy who actually shot the capsule, he helped on the last bowl. Here? Yeah. Nice. He's a uh, dude, Jasper Kahn. Mm-hmm. Super sweet, dude. Um, yeah. But he owns his own concrete pump mm -hmm. that he rebuilt himself, and uh, he helped with the bowl. So it was, like, a huge help. That's sure. awesome. Does he skate or ride? I mean, what's his in? He's used to ride, but he skates, um, and he kills the board. So it was super fun to watch him skate the bowl. And he was riding my bike around the bowl, too, and, like, shredding. Really? Like, what? Nice. So, <clears throat> that's he used awesome. He to have trails and stuff, so. Oh, wow. It's even better when uh, when people recognize something cool and then they want to help out. And yeah. you and you had a lot of people come to help. It was awesome to see people come together and it's people I recognized and people I didn't recognize. Just everyone just like jumped in and just yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but, it's been cool with the bowl because like um, skaters are motivated to help too. Um, so that's like this whole mm -hmm. different community coming in, excited about a project. Yeah, and uh, willing to help. So. Yeah, and you don't need Dakota Roach to come in and tell these skaters how it's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, there's was... always been, like, you know, a divided, like, thing, but uh, I feel like the bowl bridges some of those gaps sometimes, you know? Mm hmm But that stuff's silly. I don't know if you listened to that Nine Club podcast, but... I did. Yeah, he did a good job. He did a... Yeah, I think he did a really good job. Um, yeah, it's good to have him, like, representing our side. Yeah, definitely. He he uh, he definitely did a really good job and, and was diplomatic about it. You know, it, mm -hmm. it didn't cause any extra tension. That's for sure. If anything, it helped. I'm sure. Um, Brody Butterfield, Butterlegs from Australia. Did you draw on inspiration from your favorite pieces of Crete uh, for the layout of your bowl? If so, what inspired what? Stoke, I got to sesh with you at Bondi a few years back. Um, so are there different bowls that you wanted uh, to that you used in, in your mind to design yours 
Yeah, um, definitely in the T1 ramp, it has uh, some similar transitions. That's interesting. The, uh, like the deep end and the bowl mm-hmm. is the same transition as the uh, big quarter at T1. Mm-hmm. That was like really like juiceable. Right. And uh, I knew I wanted something that I could at least have like one wall where you could really just like hit with a bunch of speed. Mm-hmm. And that's like almost like the smallest bowl you can make to have something that size to hit. Because um, I know I didn't have enough money to make like a big, big guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was pretty much the, and I wanted some hips in there too. So uh, what I did was basically, I was like, I know I want that nine and a half foot tall quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, how am I going to fit that in there? And I just took a, I actually took a piece of clay and just like hand formed this little bowl. Mm-hmm. And then I just uh, went in the woods and just kind of like spray painted some rough lines. And uh, you didn't use like a Todd Lines uh, flip trick bike toy on, <laughs> on your clay bowl to see if it would no. work. No. <laughs> um, nope. I just then I just started digging and like mm-hmm. um, kind of deciding where the hips would be. And but T one was definitely a big inspiration. So. That's really cool to hear because I, I, uh, me being naive to a lot of this stuff, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed you would have had a, a wooden ramp as a, as Whatever. a design, uh, something to pull from to design your own. So that's that's really really cool. Uh, Jay Sloan wants to know: aside from getting a job working concrete, what's a good source of info on learning about concrete? Um. I say just doing it, uh, just get some bags and, um, learn how it sets and all. Yeah, it's all about, like, timing and, uh, it's pretty crazy stuff, like, um, but it's cool stuff to work with and there's a ton of stuff online, Mm -hmm. all these, like, little videos of people, like, you know, building stuff and, uh pretty you know you can do whatever with it like you don't gotta like well there are like rules Mm -hmm. and um but you can just pile up a bunch of trash and throw some concrete on it and like (laughs) it's gonna ride right right. so uh yeah just say go for it really and you'll figure it out um Mm -hmm. but it's hard because you can't like with dirt you have like endless amount of time and just like you can work it and just try it out, but like when you order a truck and you got like ten yards of concrete coming and you've never like worked it before and you don't know Right. And you're spending like money and stuff, like it can be pretty it can be stressful for sure. Oh but my gosh. Um just and, start small, I would mm-hmm. say. And you can get you can probably get a yard of concrete or some places will just uh send you a yard, one mm-hmm. yard and you can uh just start small and then mm-hmm. you'll figure it out. Yeah, sounds right. I always think about set time when I read that question. I'm thinking like, yeah, I've always wanted to know what the set time is. Like, I'm sure the consistency has to start hardening a bit before you can start doing. Yeah. Uh, vert. Yeah, it's all about the timing. Like, uh, it and you don't have like 
it's really not that much time to work it before it like mm-hmm. it's like brick so um you gotta like hustle every like second counts so all the way up to finishing right do you start yeah. doing that it's kind of like sanding right is that the yeah. same day well, or is that after um you don't do any like sanding or anything so like you get the concrete yeah put it in place mm-hmm. um cut the excess away to shape it mm-hmm. and then you float it right and push down because there'll be all this like aggregate like the rocks and you push those down mm-hmm. with like a float. Right. Um, and that brings up the cream. Mm-hmm. And then you can uh, use like a steel trowel and you can get like a nice finish with it. Oh, maybe so. that's what I'm thinking. What I was assuming was being sanded. So you Yeah, there's no sanding. Like you can, um, I think like for skate parks, they usually do like three passes with the hard trowel. Like a pool trowel, mm-hmm. and uh, each pass it gets like a little smoother and a little smoother, and you're kind of like taking breaks in between each one of these steps, mm-hmm. and it's like setting up, and then uh, um, it's so wild it doesn't run right. down. Well, yeah, sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. Like having it stiff enough to stack, and then like not touching it too much. So it doesn't fall down. It's like, uh, you really got to be like spot on with the timing. Like, right. That's right. key for sure. Yeah. But. Um, same guy, Jay Sloan wanted to know, what, what would you do differently if you were to build another one, <laughs> which you did? Um, so let, let's use, uh, what would you do? We just talked about this a little bit, but just a quick recap. What? did you do differently with the second bowl over the first one um a big thing was hanging the coping right away or like as soon as you could Mm -hmm. and then all your digging can be measured right from the coping so you have a super accurate dig you're not wasting time uh and concrete like filling these deep spots and uh um, that was what I didn't do with the first bowl. I just mm-hmm. dug a big hole. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this looks sick. Like, <laughs> right. And then I hung the coping, and the spots are super low, mm-hmm. and I add dirt, and like, um, that was a mistake for sure. Yeah. And that just sucked up a bunch of time. Sure. So uh, once you get your coping set, then uh, you just go off of there, and mm-hmm. uh, you can do like super accurate dig. Right. And, um, yeah, that helps a lot. And wish I had more time to do smaller pours instead of, like, we did, like, the bowl, the new bowl and two pours, and it was just crazy. It was way too much concrete to shape out and finish, and uh, it kind of got a little sloppy, but yeah, it's still, it's still good. So. And you were dodging rain, too, weren't you? Weren't you tarped yeah, over? Yeah, between the rain... And that's right, the weeks, I took a week or two off to finish the bowl, uh-huh. and that's when my parents' house burned down, so right. um, oh my I had to go up there yeah. to help with that, and uh, then I was like, wow, I have, then I gotta go back to work, uh-huh. so there's no time to like finish this bowl. And right. then, yeah, then we had a baby, 
So it's just, uh, so we basically just knocked it out in like one day. Like three trucks of concrete came. Right. And we just like knocked it out. So. Wow. It was, it was crazy. You've had, uh, you're pretty, you're a very calm guy, so I, I can't, I can't imagine getting too excited about it, but inside you must have been flipping out. I was like, we gotta get this thing done, because it kept yeah. raining, and all the the dirt was starting to, like, erode, oh, so I'm like, oh man, we gotta, like, get some Crete in this thing before, yeah. uh, it just because all the rebar is up, so you can't really right. put the dirt back. Right. And uh, there would just be torrential rains, like, all the time. Yeah. So, um, but It's been a weird season, that's for sure, as far as weather yeah. goes. But <clears throat> be a lot of credit. It's a lot of, a lot of stress. Um, but you got it done. And it's it's looks like it's riding great, the Relic guys and ever. And I don't think yeah. I saw any clips of you. I think you were doing all Video Man stuff last night. Broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's fun to see all the other. I ride it all the time. Sure. So it's cool, yeah. cool to see everybody else get in there. Yeah, very cool. I'm glad you post those because it's fun to watch. Uh, dig and be dug. Are there any plans for phase three of the backyard yet? <laughs> Uh, we're pumping the brakes on the concrete for a second. Uh, <laughs> Maybe work on the dirt? Yeah. I started Trails. some little jumps. They're not little. Uh huh. <laughs> not to me, they're not. So maybe focus on those and uh, maybe just ride the bowl for mm-hmm. a little bit because I feel like I haven't even got to really ride it. Ride yeah, it. Right. Um, uh, it's just been crazy. Yeah. With this, Especially with this rain. So. I can imagine. Plus all the other variables going on. Yeah. It's, oh, well, that's funny. He kind of probably probably hit hit on the head with this next question. Are you kind of sick of concrete projects <laughs> after killing these two bulls, or totally addicted and dreaming of more? But you know, we pretty much got that. Yeah. Well, I am. It is awesome, and I do want to do more for sure. But mm-hmm. if I do more, it'll probably just be like a little piece, like. Now that there's like this base of concrete, you can kind of like put a little piece here, mm-hmm. put a little piece over here, and kind of like link up a couple things for some some of the lines that would be uh-huh. possible there. And uh, I do think about that, just uh, connecting the dots with a couple things. Sure. And uh, but that'll be more like I don't know, like five yards here or something. Not like we're doing. 40 yards today oh, or right something crazy like that yeah that makes sense uh northeast bad boys they owe they owe jamie cooper all some money and i i gotta imagine they're into it deep with uh ever too really they start paying up yeah we're now we're kind of kidding about the sponsorship deal um they were at the jam at the oakwoods and uh we were joking around uh-huh. With Jamie, because Jamie had the shirt on for the Vans events. Oh, damn! A few of them. Contingencies. Yeah, yeah contingencies are, are really important. And Northeast Bad Boys is almost becoming Northeast Broke Boys, I think. <laughs> if they damn, <laughs> no, they're awesome, and I, I think it's a collective of people. But I don't want to. I, I don't want to even know because I love what they're doing. It's they're they're funny as hell. Yeah, they are. They are sweet. Is that your phone going? No, that's my phone. Go for it. 
So anyway, Northeast Bad Boys wants to know, did you ever consider having the people who built the Manchester, New Hampshire Park come out and help with your bowls? No. <laughs> that place... place is super fun, but yeah. uh, whoever built it was pretty loose. Oh, really? For sure, yeah. There's... Okay. Uh, it's, like, pretty gnarly. Um, but that being said, it does ride, like... Yeah. One of my favorite places to ride, kind of. It's just like, I guess they're gonna tear it down actually pretty s- soon, which is oh, a bummer. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was like a park that was close to my house growing mm-hmm. up, like one of the only cement parks like mm-hmm. around really. Yeah. And um, but there's a bunch of stuff you could jump, so. Oh. Okay. Um, it was fun to ride. We'd always go ride it. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, also with the Northeast Bad Boys, they wanted to know what happened to Justin Rosen. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Justin was my boy, for sure. Uh, he's, like, probably the best rider out of our crew, mm-hmm. like, growing up. And uh kind of sucks. He got, like, his senior year of high school, he got... He moved to, like, his mom's house or something. Mm-hmm. It was a town over. And yeah. he couldn't go to the same high school. Oh, no. So... For the last year. He was, like, driving to high school mm-hmm. every morning, and a cop saw him driving every day, and he ended up pulling him over, and, like, they kicked him out of the high school and made him go to the other one. And it was, like, halfway through his senior year. And, like, it was just such a bummer. But, uh... I don't know. You just kind of, like... That sucks disappeared um it's mm-hmm. weird i can't like it's like it was like there all the time and then it's like yeah just gone so um it's hard to say really like that sucks yeah all because of taxes <laughs> yeah uh oh you know what? i'm just gonna throw in this quick fun one this guy uh nate moore wants to know the key to making a a good apple slash potato launcher did you ever do damage with one uh no real damage just uh i don't know we would bring it on trips and stuff and just shoot I think Nutter shot a cow with one one time. And that's probably the, God. Uh, um, the worst damage it's done. But um, usually it's all uh, just shooting it like, yeah. I don't know. We'd like open the slider door of the main and just like launch it into like a cow field or something. <laughs> or, um, it got melted in the fire though, bumped. But I gotta make another one. Oh man, I, I've got your <coughs> I've got your PVC if you want it. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to Chris Bergantes from Long Island. He's uh, he's a trails guy and and race guy among other things. What got you into welding? We kind of talked about that. I just this is more of a shout out to him. What and when was your first frame? We talked about that that you welded. So Chris, I think we good there. Thank you though for sending in questions. Um, okay, let's finish on one, the, the one I want to end on. Remind me, because I did not write it down, but I'm interviewing Keith Mulligan, and maybe you could uh, shout out a question for me for Keith Mulligan for this week. Okay. I'm going to meet up with him, so just let that go in your mind a little bit, and we'll hit that at the end. Um, all right, Toby Petnelli. 
don't know the guy. I have no idea, you know, if he's just don't know. I, I'm <laughs> never heard of him. Northeast bad boys. Anyway, uh, wildest nutter story. Did we already talk about that? Um, or was or were we talking about a wildest <coughs> at, uh, e- e- what was it we talked about someone else as well oh, I think story, that, I think. I, yeah I don't think we've done a wild motor story do you um, want to yeah I could do a quick one uh, right. so we're driving across the country mm-hmm. in the veggie bus uh, Nutter is completely broke and uh, he says alright boys I'm going on the cleanse so just whatever starts the master cleanse at the beginning of the trip and proceeds to not eat food for like I don't know 10 days or something what he's just just drinking cayenne pepper water with maple syrup and like riding all day oh my god like just like just spraying out of his butt oh my (laughs) god oh man it was crazy like like why are you guys wasting your time eating that food like <laughs> jeez and uh yeah i remember his first meal back oh, was God. like <laughs> it was like a cigarette he stopped smoking yeah like everything just like yeah. just whatever cayenne oh, pepper water juice yeah. uh and uh <laughs> smokes a cigarette has some doritos and like and orange juice. <laughs> that could not have gone well. It had to have come out just as bad as everything else. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a good one. Uh, Toby also wanted you to talk about what a badass Joel Miller is. I think we talked about him, right? He was one of your locals. Yeah, he was. He was like my like best bud growing up uh, through mm-hmm. high school because he worked with my father. Um, yeah. He is a super badass. He, like, runs a farm now mm-hmm. and, uh, like, plows his field with, like, um, horses. horses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he sailed from Australia what? to California when he was 18. With his family or with, his... uh With another family oh, okay. on, like, a sailboat. So. Oh, my God. That, um, that's so wild. But he helped start Credence. He actually named Credence Credence. That oh, was his idea. I'm sorry. And, I never uh, asked you, and I wanted to know that, where the name came from. Yeah. Um, it was his idea, and we just kind of rolled with it. So. Anything to do with CCR? Uh, well, the band is sick, and uh, the word Credence means to have, like, truth or, like, you mm-hmm. know... Um, so that just sounded cool too. So that's awesome. I'm I'm really glad that came up because I forgot to ask that, and I think it's some super important um, because that's been how many years of that name now since yeah. tw- 10, 12, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. All right. So uh, Bob Hammond, also known as Bob Not Blob, works at Central District Cyclery. What is a trend that you like, and what is a trend that you don't like hmm. that's going on right now? I don't I even know what trends are doing what like I don't know I'm just I feel like I'm so busy just uh mm-hmm. doing whatever that mm-hmm. the trends are just like I don't know 
I don't even know what's like a trend. Yeah, going on. Like, I don't think we see trends in pool or trails like you do in, say, racing or maybe you see it a little in street. Maybe a few trends in street, maybe. But I guess the brakeless Ryan brakeless isn't even like a trend anymore. It's just like a it's like a thing um, we're, we're kind of over the high bars thing that was a yeah. started as a trend maybe hmm. or maybe that was just evolution of of the bikes you know I don't particularly like high bars but yeah but that's just me you know yeah, I guess the bars are huge <laughs> they are um, huge too don't they look to like a 10 inch rise now or 9 and something yeah they're big now for sure I don't even know dude all right, this quick one that uh, you have to answer forever from from Bob also. Same, I don't know, forget that. I'm not going to do the same question. Um, the differences between the younger and older riders, which that may only be able to be answered by ever, but if you were to put yourself back at ever's age, would you notice a difference between the, the older and younger riders now? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just the older dudes are just slow. <laughs> and tired and grumpy <laughs> wait a minute you're not talking about Chris Allman are you <laughs> no no um, he's an exception yeah Chris is Chris is awesome by the way yeah S- still takes amazing pictures too oh yeah but anyhow sorry for interrupting yeah uh, difference between old and young they just uh, <laughs> I don't know you know what I'm I'm gonna uh, <clears throat> I'm not yeah, bailing you out because I'm sure you could you could answer this yourself. But for, from my perspective, uh, the younger I think the younger kids are it's it's heading a, a great direction because they seem to really respect older riders, uh, which I, I think is great. And it seems like all ages can kind of coexist at trails and parks mm-hmm. more so than happened earlier on in my days of BMX because we used to think 35 was like goddamn dead old <laughs> you know yeah you, now we're all in late 30s or in yeah. my case late 40s so so that's a yeah. good thing no it's uh I know it, it is inspiring to see like the older dudes like like all y'all still getting some like the fids like oh my gosh he's so amazing. sick <laughs> he's he's amazing I told someone, uh, I think it was Vian, I said, I, I have to go to Hastings next year. That just yeah. looks so amazing. I know. I hope I can make it next year. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Have you ever been there before? Um, I have been there twice, yeah. Got it. But not, not to that, that jam. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, quick one, just scan through. All right, I'm going to finish on a Hellhand question real quick. I call this the underground language of BMX. What does DIA mean to you? Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, it kind of goes back to Derek, Gerard, and like doing those trips where he'd just be saying like just nonsense words, and uh, it was more of like a tia too, too. Just be saying, uh-huh. I don't know, something would happen, something silly would happen, or something, yeah. and he'd just be like. And then everybody just started <laughs> saying it. And then this dude Chunk, uh-huh. he started saying Dia. Uh-huh. Kind of like, yeah. He was thought he was saying what Derek was saying, but it was like <laughs> he just started saying Dia. 
<laughs> and he made like a little stencil for it and uh just everybody just started saying it and we were like oh. have you ever heard of the, funny. the dialect uh i think it's it's in africa uh i had written down uh, uh bantu or Khoisan, i think in southern africa it's it's uh they communicate by clicking like, oh really like that yeah so i was joking around with my wife about this last night because there's words like the uh, or child boy uh you know these different different words that you guys use in your crew yeah and it's almost like this this other language like it's not even a complete sentence which i had to interview you today also to see if you actually could say a complete sentence because <laughs> on all the clips you only hear one word so i'm like yeah. i don't think you can say a complete sentence <laughs> Kidding around, of course. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it's cool that there's words that took off, even if it wasn't yeah. the original word. <laughs> I know it's. Yeah, it's funny. You get it like a, a kick out of it, or I hear somebody else say it, or uh, makes me laugh. Keith Terror says it all the time. You know, it's. I think it's cool. It's it's really cool. So, so Dia, do you meet well? What did he originally? What did you? I don't what know. did he originally Crandall call it? described it as like... Oh, no, what did Derek call it originally? It wasn't Tia. It was more like Tia. T. Okay. Yeah, with a T. But, uh... Yeah. Crandall described it... Uh, I would get, like, questions about it. Like, what does it mean? Like, what? Death? Or, like, what are you saying? Oh, right, right. And, uh... Crandall described it once as, like, a dog hanging its head out the window, like, drooling. <laughs> and, uh, that's <laughs> Dia. Because it makes the dog so happy. Yeah. Um, maybe a, a form of happiness, a form of like. Yeah, uh, it can mean means anything. Yeah, wherever you want it to mean. Yeah. All right. Uh, I am. I believe I'm done. So you know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think I got it all. So, uh, lastly, nice. uh, before I forget, uh, thank you to Powers Bike Shop for sponsoring the podcast. They've been. Uh, kicking in a bit and uh, kind of um, helping the podcast go forward because I do all these face-to-face, but there's a couple people out Chicago Way and Austin and uh, some places I'd like to reach and do more face-to-face stuff. So thank you, Powers. Uh, And of course, they have that event coming up next weekend. So uh, my last question to you is for my next interview with Keith Mulligan do you have a Keith Mulligan question that you want me to hit him with Keith Mulligan uh, he's, he's a sweet dude oh um, Moeller was telling me about like your 40th birthday and you are going to do a flip or something at the trails and uh, that Keith was going to do a flip for yeah, his 40th? for his 40th birthday, but I don't know if it really went down or... I just know Moeller sounded stressed. <laughs> really? <laughs> so uh, let's hear the story behind that. Uh, story behind a flip that he was supposed to do at the 40th, at the uh, S&M anniversary or, or uh, uh, Keith's birthday? 40, yeah, it's maybe his 40th birthday. But, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, what am I saying? Uh it's 30 years for us now, right? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Um, behind flip. All right. I'll get your answer. 
Uh, lastly, anyone you want to thank or sponsors you want to shout <coughs> out? Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank uh, um, everybody who rides and uh, thanks to my pops, my mom for uh, letting me, I don't know, just, uh, just always having my back and um, for uh, Moeller, Melissa, all the dudes at SM, Dougie, Dylan, um, just helping support me and the boys and uh, keep riding. Um, the Empire crew and uh, Ashley at Relic. Um, mm-hmm. Just anybody who's helped uh, build trails or, you know, build anything or or not <laughs> or yeah, just right. ride um yeah thank you i'm good with it thank you very much for All making right, the man. time i know this is a long time to make you sit down yeah <laughs> no this was fun um i had fun and uh been trying to do this for like years yeah, yeah. now so uh yeah no it's only been a year only been a year yeah so. it's only been a year a year but you have had, uh, you know, after talking to you today, you you have had so much going on in your life, uh, family-wise, and and uh, building bowls and just trying to yeah. be at different this, places. This year has been the craziest year. From going from living in an airstream trailer, yeah, and then like now I'm like a dad and mm-hmm. have like a job and like <laughs> it's like what just what? happened. <laughs> Welcome. But if you need any tips, uh, I'll give you my wife's number. <laughs> yeah. Not mine. Yeah. Uh, I've done the best I, I I could. That's all you can do. But uh, yeah, I appreciate making the time because I know it's I know it's difficult and uh, and I know a lot of people want to hear from you. So it's it's uh, much appreciated. And uh, hopefully I'll catch up with you at the bowl sometime, and I'll bring my son along and make him rip it on the skateboard. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, this was this was good. Yeah, stoked. Absolutely. Thank you, Clint. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah, dude.